Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Hey, Sandy, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Blake and Aaron. I'm fantastic. How are you guys doing? Good. What do you got for us? All right. So we have an accident this morning, breaking news, in spots. So if you are... I know. How much of a lot of people's drive? Uh, Yeah, if you are, um, you know, heading in that direction, please uh, proceed with caution because there is indeed uh, two car, looks like a two car accident this morning. I've got some video footage that a few folks have sent me. Um, Just be careful. That's that's the best advice I can give everybody. Slow down, take your time and be careful this morning. Pay attention. Yes, that would also help. Okay, so... um, Let's start out with this invasive lizard. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that has been seen in the Cayman Islands. So the Department of Environment said that the invasive reptile, the red-headed rock agama, also called agama agama, from the family of agamidae, <laughs> found in most of sub-Saharan Africa, was actually recorded in the Cayman Islands on Thursday. Is it somebody's like pet that got loose or what? I don't know. This is I so mean- wild. So it's a small reptile. It is very, very colorful, by the way. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's so pretty. It is is pretty, but yeah. It is pretty, (laughs) but yeah, it's invasive. So let's see what damage it's about to do. It was introduced to South Florida, um, where it has now been established and become extremely common. And they said that they're going to keep an eye out for it um, because they're worried that this could be the next green iguana. Just taking over. Yeah, not good. At least they're better looking than the green iguana, but still. <laughs> mm. Okay, everywhere again. Yeah, by they're, the making, way. they're oh making a gosh. comeback. They need to do yes. Something. The government needs to start the culling program in earnest again. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, there's been a number of commercial burglaries, and um, the government, uh, the police, I should say rather, has made an arrest over the weekend in at least one of those uh, cases, and they say that they're continuing to work on the others. So um, pretty wild, but there were five pretty much over the last couple of days. And uh, a man age 27 from Georgetown has been arrested in suspicion of burglary in relation to one of those uh, instances, which we assume and we know actually because it says the one in Hospital Road is the one that we actually have video footage of. So that was an easy arrest because everybody knew him when they saw him. Mm-hmm. All right. If you are a parent that has a child um, that needs to go to government school and you're going to be registering them, please make a note that the registration process will be closing tomorrow. So you need to get on it. Department of Education Services is advising parents and guardians that the government registration portal will close tomorrow afternoon at 5 p.m. And that's the end of the application process then for the 23-24 school year. I thought that would have been closed already. But anyway, there you go. Um, So now they say they're looking forward to welcoming a new generation of learners for 24-25 academic year. And that registration opens up on March the 1st. So get them registered because I know there's quite a few schools that are actually at capacity. So I don't know how they're going to make more schools. But anyhow, uh, Jennifer Ahern, um, once again, CMR broke this story. But she is being moved yet again. Um, to the deputy governor's office. This is Mm. the second time that this has happened uh, in the last two terms. And um, she's now going to have a position called, she goes from chief officer 
to officer of sustainability, chief sustainability officer in the office of the deputy governor. Okay. Unbelievable. Yeah. We've talked about it. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, one final one. Jordan Crooks, congratulations. Continues to have remarkable results. Um, doing well with his swimming. Yeah. Really hardworking young man. You guys have a fantastic day. Thank Sandra all the time is here with the cold heart truth. She's the ears and the eyes for me and you. Every day, everyone want to hear from Sandra. And every time on the air, she's getting better. So tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your mama, call Sandra in the morning and in the Always calling, calling Sandra, and when they start fighting, they calling Sandra, and they That's right, folks. Everyone is telling their mama about the cold hard truth. Welcome to another episode with more truth-telling, more problem-solving, and of course, more tea-spilling than ever before. Sit back, students, grab your tea, and turn up the volume, because class is now in session. Call in at 936-2626, because your voice matters. Share your opinion on issues that matter the most to you. Oh, oh my gosh. I was muted. My apologies. There we go. Uh, good morning, everyone. Happy, happy Tuesday. Hope you guys are doing well. I was just about to say, we've got a big announcement this morning. Anybody want to win some money? Y'all like to win money, right? Well, we're going to be giving away some money this morning. You just got to be paying attention. So before we get to that, let me just go ahead and let you guys know that there is an accident this morning on Spot Street. Um, let me see if I can pull up the video. Oh, gosh. Looks like all of my WhatsApp stuff is kind of paused at the moment on my computer. Only because I'm trying to back up my phone. Lord Jesus. Do y'all know what that means for me? That's like one terabyte of data. The phone couldn't take anymore. Last couple of weeks, my phone has been um, crazy. It's been erratic. I can't make phone calls. It just can't do anything. And so as a result of that, I, uh, uh, you know, was like, okay, I got I to gotta back everything up. And I'm literally going to have to um, wipe this phone and... Um, I'm actually in the process of, let me just check and see now. Yeah, the backup is only at 
It's going to take a while. 9.4, actually 9.4% done. So it's going to be an all-day process. We're going to just move that screen over to the side. And um, I can still get the messages on the phone because the phone is plugged in. I got to leave that plugged in, obviously, for backup purposes. But yeah, for some reason, um, I cannot... Uh, yeah, so I cannot actually... Um, uh huh. Okay, so I cannot uh, get those messages on the computer, which is weird. All right, not to worry. Send them through anyway. I'll find a way of getting them to myself. Happy, happy at Tuesday. We got a big announcement coming this morning. Um, Kevin is here with me, but he doesn't even know what the announcement is. It's one of those. Nobody knows. And so we got the trivia question here this morning where you guys are going to have to guess. So first of all, let me tell you all that there is an accident at uh, on the spot straight. Looks like it's a two-vehicular accident. Um, Kevin, I'm going to send it to you. Um, let me think of the easiest way to get it in the show now because it's not uh, – yeah. I am not able to hold on one second. Let me just check something here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're in the middle of the backup, I feel like there's only certain things that you can do. So let me see. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem to be syncing WhatsApp this morning. All right, let me just restart WhatsApp and see this what happens. Mm. Okay. So, let me just say this to this person. All right. So, we do have some evidence here. Um, All right. Let me see. Oh, I know what I'll do. Okay. Got to work around here. Got to work around. So this morning, if you guys have anything to send to me, but I don't know the time, something. Uh, oh, it looks like it's finally sinking. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. Good, good. Started sinking just now. Yeah, a bit delayed. Okay. Um, all right. So let me just show you guys this video of the accident. No bueno. Y'all need to slow down, honey child. Slow down. Oh, oh, it keeps telling me that that is unavailable. All right, give me one second here. Yes, um, not only am I out of space on the phone, but the computer is also struggling with one terabyte full of stuff as well. So I'm in the process of removing certain documents and so on, moving it to the cloud. All right, here's the here's the accident this morning. Mm-mm. 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 Oh my gosh, wait a minute. How many accidents? How many cars? What? One. 
And then all the way down there is another one. Wow. Oh my gosh. And is the truck involved or the truck just on the side? Looks like the truck is just on the side. Ooh, honey chow. That car took a licking and probably stopped. Um, wow. What a hot mess that one was. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not so sure where y'all be going in such a hurry in the mornings, but I would encourage you to slow down. Like, seriously. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm. What a mess. All right. So there you go. If you are um, on Spot Street or you're coming from the Eastern District, y'all know what that means. It is going to be slow moving. Go ahead and call in work now and tell them. Sandy says um, we're going to be late because if you haven't passed that already, you're definitely going to be late to work. Sorry. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but yes, you're going to be late. Okay. So how's everybody doing? Woo-hoo, honey chill. Give me one quick second here. Um, you can always tell when my brain is multitasking, right? Only so many things I can do at a time. So we have um, a big announcement today. And I uh, have decided to... Um, do a bit of a trivia question around it today. Yes, honey, chill. And so I want you guys to get ready for a trivia question. Save to device. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, good morning to Miss Vernita. We have... Um, Hilda in the house. How are you, darling? Siobhan is here. Olivia. Uh, Siobhan says, you be telling people to slow down. Ain't nobody listening. Laughing out loud. Uh, I can't make y'all listen, you know. I mean, I can talk all I want. Like my aunt used to say, I can talk till I'm blue in the face. But are you really listening? I used to be listening to her. Are you listening to me? I'm like, "Mm." What a mess. I'm like, yes, I'm listening. She's like, no, you're not. So you know how it is, folks. Um, you've got two ears, most of you. And it, it does not necessarily mean that you aren't listening. What it means is that you've got two ears that can process information, maybe. Mm. Oh, this is hot this morning. Um, sometimes y'all need to have your, your hearing checked because I wonder if some of you might even have a little, you know, uh, need of a hearing aid because sometimes you just do not even hear anything that's going on. So I don't know. But anywho, yes, we're always telling you to please slow down. It is in your best interest to slow down. Um. But you won't listen. And as Aunt Lottie used to say, if you can't listen, you're surely going to feel. Okay, let me just post this on social media to warn everybody else. Maybe they're not listening to the show. So you want to give them 
the benefit of um, having the notification. And I'll just say expect delays. Hmm. One little incident like this can throw off all of the morning traffic. Good morning, Miss Linda. Joining us from Bermuda. She says, Judge Sandy, sounding so much better this morning, but please don't overdo it. Take it easy, honey chill. I know, right? I'm working on it. I do feel that the throat is definitely getting better. Um, oops. What is this thing doing? Hold on. I have been uh I have been resting it. And so now it's just um uh oh. Oh shoot. Y'all know that I don't know how to use this TikTok thing, right? I just posted a video with no caption. Anyway, you guys will figure it out. Uh, still trying to learn the ticking and the talking of the TikTok. All right, Miss Linda, thank you so much. Yes, it is getting better. And every morning I can definitely um, feel the difference. And so we're getting there. Janae, good morning to you. Hope you have a super lovely and productive day as well. Felipe, Juanita Ebanks is in the house. Ingrid is here. Who is ready to win some money? Who wants to win some money? Can I see a show of hands? Miss Juliet, wee oui, wee. Oui. Y'all know the score now. You have to call in. Y'all be in the comment section. Loving to answer in the comment section. Giving away the answer sometimes, because sometimes you are right. But the winner comes from people who are going to pick up a telefono and call in. So this is a pretty big deal this morning. So we get we, we roll in big, honey chill. We're going to have to squeeze the CMR budget, which is very, very tight. We're going to squeeze out $150. Coal, hard cash. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Y'all heard me? Garcia's like, Rosie's like, I want to win. And I don't mean 150 pesos. I mean, $150 KYD. Y'all know how much that is in U.S.? Oh, my God. How much is that in U.S.? <laughs> um, Kevin, is that about $180-something? dollars? What is that in U.S. dollars? Somebody do the conversion real quick. Is it 100 KYD? 150 KYD. How much uh, is that? 150 KYDs. Let me do that real quick. 150. Yeah, that's, that's Walmart money. Instagram folks, are y'all listening? Y'all can so that, play too. Yeah, about 185, 87. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. That's half a trip to Walmart at least. Although, um, someone who just went to, uh, they were actually in Colorado. They were just traveling. They're like, oh my God, things in the States are expensive now. I'm like, mm-hmm. Y'all be complaining about Porky Man and the grocery store and blah, blah, blah. But trust me, everywhere you go, things are going up. Right, Kevin? Even Walmart. Yeah, I don't even go to Walmart anymore. It makes no sense because between the prices going up as well as the shelves being more or less empty-ish, a lot of mm -hmm. things that I kind of want is not there. They got a lot of stuff there, but not necessarily the things that I'm going for. So... I don't even like going to Walmart. And it's no longer 24 hours. So the convenience that sometimes I, I want to go at like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning when it's quieter, that's no longer Yes. Happening. You know, I really thought that they were going to bring that back. But man, 11 o'clock, 10 minutes to quarter to you get the announcement. Walmart, is it 11 or 12 that they close now? 
11 o'clock. Yeah. You get that announcement. Last time I was in Miami. Uh, attention chompers, attention chompers. Walmart will be closing in 15 minutes. Please get all of your, you know, let me do my little megaphone. Hold on. Attention Walmart shoppers. Please proceed to the checkout lines. Walmart will be closing in exactly 10 minutes. Again, Walmart shoppers, please exit the store. <laughs> so, listen, I'm like, I'm, I'm with you, Kevin. I used to like, and you know what? All the strange people came out at one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you I got to see the people who were like coming from the clubs and stuff, dressed in the most interesting outfits. You know, they just left a drag show and you're like, oh, honey, chill. What is, what's your punky cheek doing hanging out? I'm a, it was kind of fun. People watch it and absolutely love watching the people at Walmart come out in the middle right. of the night. Yes. Oh, let me grab my links. Hold on. All my WhatsApp people are like, mm-hmm. You forgot about us this morning, honey, chill. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. All right, so here's the Facebook one. All right, hold on, folks. So, yes, I, I kind of miss it. But you know what? I also understand the logistics of why they wouldn't return to it. And it just comes down to money. You know how much money they must save not being open 24-7? Like, that's a whole set of, like, staff that they probably don't even need at all. Um. You know, they can actually use the nighttime now to restock properly, which is important. I used to work in the Walmart. Now, I think it's still there. You know, Kevin, you're kind of, you're in the Tampa area. You're in, uh, what's the sub area of Tampa that you're in? Well, I'm, I'm in Lakeland, but my office, my USF office is, is um, university area for Tampa next to Bush Gardens area off of Fowler and Fletcher. Yeah. So you remember the one that is off of, um, there's actually more than one in Del Mabry, but there was like a big superstore there in Del Mabry. And that one was 24 seven. And I used to work there, honey child. And we used to get all kinds of interesting things going on at that location. Hold on. So um, the great thing about that store though, is the fact again, that it was 24 seven. But I, I, because I worked for Walmart, I get it. And I know how hard it was to do certain things like there are certain departments that were closed, like layway closed at a certain time because there were, you know, end of day processes that you have to run. There's overnight batching. I mean, there are things that happen on the back end of huge retail stores and grocery stores and stuff that it's really, really difficult to do if you have no downtime. Like they must have been running like crazy with IT and infrastructure. And I mean, just the electricity of, of running, uh, opening your store another 12 hours. Um, you know, everything goes up exponentially in cost when you're trying to cover uh, additional opening hours. So I get it. I totally understand from an operational perspective uh, why they haven't returned to 24-7. But I still miss it. I'm yeah, still about, you know. said that it was going to be closed because they were going to be doing deep cleaning during COVID times. And yeah. um, then shortly thereafter, that narrative more or less changed because of, the staffing shortage that, you know, existed, saying that they couldn't really staff it. And, and that, that just kind of continued. In uh -huh. fact, um, during COVID and when they were really having a staffing issue, they actually didn't even have full Walmart employees. Of course, they had Walmart employees, but they actually had an agency hat and they didn't even wear Walmart shirts. They wore a different attire because they were agency workers doing, you know, stocking of shelves and, and other 
different the different jobs that they had at Walmart. And it was really weird because they obviously didn't know nothing about this store um, because they're just working there for a day or two before they move on to the next agency work that they had um, until Walmart mm-hmm. was able to hire enough people again to be able to at least keep the stores open until 11. And then um, I guess they, they saw that the financial um the, the, savings. The, the savings that they got yeah yeah uh siobhan says laughing out loud love the megaphone edition thank you siobhan so yeah i mean i i do understand even fosters here um they started closing at 10 i think they, they shaved off an hour and they've maintained that since covid and again you know it's the same logistical reasons i'm sure um one less hour and you know they've also taken um the liberty of uh, paying staff, um, you know, giving them increases in staff post-COVID. So I thought that that was really quite good of them. Um, so, yes, mm, I miss it. All right. So Gabby says, only shopping I do on Island is Foster's. Clothes and everything else is Amazon. And Shein, laughing out loud. Well, I've never even gone to the Shein website. I don't know anything about it. I he- I keep hearing you guys talk about it. But I got to admit, I've never even gone to the website. Uh, but it is a little bit, um, it is a little bit, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, I can't even remember. Anyway, that thought just completely left my poor little brain. Just like that. Anywho. So, yes, everybody should have the links this morning. Beautiful. Wonderful. There you go. All right. So we got some big news, like I said. Um, oh, yeah. I don't I do not do Amazon for clothes too much. So it's kind of hard sometimes to gauge clothing, unless you have a very traditional body. Like, I feel like you could really make some mistakes with clothing. And then you never know, because, you know, these Chinese people. It's like when I went to Panama, I was telling somebody, gosh, it's been like 10 years since I did my Panama trip. Long overdue. I'm actually thinking about going again soon. And uh, the clothes there, let me just say that they're like, you know, Marlon is a fairly petite guy, right? He's small-ish. He's tall, but, you know, slim. Um, And normally he wears like a small to medium, depending on what it is. And man, he was like trying to get extra large to fit. I was like, oh, these sizes are so off the chain. So that's always my concern about online shopping. And, you know, a lot of us Caymanians and Caribbean women don't necessarily have like a one type fits all type of body. So we need a little bit extra in different areas. Uh So it's hard to say uh, with clothing exactly how it's going to fit. But I tell you what, Kevin, if you live in the States, uh, Amazon shopping is next level because now you can do grocery store. They've got a pharmacy. They have clothing. And then I think they even let you try stuff on and then send it back if yeah, you... And, and returns are so, so simple. Like there was a time that I used to hate ever returning something. I just wouldn't do it. I just would keep it, give it away if something wasn't right. Yeah. Um, but but that really... And make it so easy because now. You could drop off the UPS store. You could go to Kohl's and drop things off. There's so many ways to, to return your items. Um, and there are I love that- the I love the lockers. The locker oh, boxes. Yeah, the locker boxes and stuff if you don't. You yeah, know, you Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, even a Publix or Ross, 
They have oh, locker really? boxes inside them. Yeah, oh the gas stations, some of them, they have the locker boxes, sometimes inside or outside on the side of it. Um, so there's so, so many options. And there's, there's times that sometimes you mightn't like it because of, you know, it mightn't meet your standard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they said, just keep it and it'll refund you or send you something mm-hmm. else. Like- yeah, I know they're, they're a customer. I must say over the years, and I've been an cu- Amazon customer for many, many years. Their customer service is next level. I mean, it's awesome. Now, the only thing that I don't like is a lot of times they use USPS, which isn't always them. Sometimes it's where you're getting the item from. And USPS, that's the United States Postal Service. They're the worst. Uh-uh. Anytime I see something as shit by USPS, you can dis- disregard um, the date that it claims that it has arrived at the location because that's always wrong. Because what they do is they update it when it's gotten to like the um, USPS location closest to where it's finally going to be um, delivered. And then, you know, that's like days later, the package is arriving at the final, final, final destination. I don't know why they do that because it is so incredibly annoying, but there you go. But yeah, I know I love me on Amazon. Now, yesterday, um, Marlon sent me something, which I thought maybe he fell and hit his head, but he sent me this article and I'm going to share it here in the comment section with you guys. And it says, Amazon has an online warehouse section full of low prices and returned items. So these same items that you're talking about, a lot of times there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. And you can now apparently, and I knew nothing about this. So they have a full thing where it's like a um, warehouse section and you can go there and um, pick up stuff even cheaper than you would normally get it. And in that article, I'm going to put it here now in the comment section. It also talks about how you can get Amazon coupons, which I knew nothing about. I was like, Amazon has coupons? Honey, child, I have not been paying attention to how to save money. So apparently when you go to Amazon, there's a whole coupon section that'll save you like lots of legit money. So now I've discovered Amazon coupons and I'm loving it. Like some stuff, $200 off. Here's one that's like $200 off at checkout. Um, It's a laser engraver. I mean, I'm not going to buy that because I don't need it. But literally, oh my gosh, that item is $1,600, mind you. But still, $200 off is $200 off. And so they've got everything from like bedding, housewares, the works. Go check it out, folks. Uh, I'm not a promoter for Amazon, but I'm just saying, save yourself some money. Here's one 50% off at checkout. They've got like Christmas t-shirts for women. You know, Christmas is over. So now everything's on sale. And then you actually press a little button that says clip the coupon. And when you check out, it applies the coupon. I'm like, whoa, why didn't I know about Amazon coupon? Did you know about Amazon coupons, Kevin? So I knew a little bit about some of the coupons. There's different types. The one you're describing, I I don't really know about. But sometimes if you are checking out and you got to be you got to look real careful because you have to look. there's a little icon that you could click on and then it will automatically apply a discount. And it's very easy to miss, but um, that's the, the ones that I do know about that I have oh. recently started to look for. Okay. All right. Well, pay attention. The grammar police is in the house. Oh, my God. Soka <clears throat> says Sheehan, we're all pronouncing it wrong, I think, is pronounced like shine. Either way, 
I've not been to their website. All right, let's win some money. Who's ready? Everybody ready? So CMR has a big announcement that we're going to make this morning. I mean, really, really big. And so my question to you all is what is the big announcement? What are we celebrating today? The only person I think that knows this is Misha and I. Kevin doesn't even know it because I haven't told Kevin. I was like, Kevin, just jump on this morning because we got a big announcement. He's like, okay. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Your car is here. No. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Good try. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. That's not that's not exactly a CMR announcement. That's a yay me announcement. My birthday was in August. Christmas was in That's a pretty good guess. Um all right, so Shaka Zulu says court. No, we're not going to court. I see somebody else calling. Who's calling me? Oh yes. Good morning, caller. Hello? Yoo-hoo. Are you there? Hello? Hello? Anybody there? Oh, hold on. Let me see if I need to make some adjustments. Hold on. Let me see if I need to adjust. Oh, there you go. Hello, darling. Nope. That's late. That's late in the <laughs> that is later in the summer, honey. Jill. Good try, though. All right. Caller, good morning. Morning. CMR anniversary. No, ma'am. <laughs> Keep guessing. I'm surprised y'all don't actually know our anniversary. It's not in January. Good morning, caller. Hello? Fifth anniversary. Fifth, nope. No anniversaries. Try again. All right. Good morning, caller. What do you think it is? Um, you reach a thousand K followers on Facebook. How many? Oh, a hundred thousand. Yay! Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Oh my God. Yes. Congratulations. Is this who I think it is? It's Jamela. Yes, Jamela. You got it, girl. Congratulations. You just won yourself. A hundred and fifty dollars KYD, not pesos. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Look at that. A winner. Kevin, can you believe it? We what? have reached and surpassed a hundred thousand followers on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's a really amazing and not easy to accomplish by any means. I mean, I can't believe now listen. I know some of those have got to be fake accounts. I don't even know who all these fake people are. But still, even if you say 10% are not legit, that is still a lot of people. Caller, good morning. Good morning. We have a winner already. Hello. Hello. Hi. Yeah, this is Mara on the rest No, but we already have a winner. So keep okay. listening. All right. All right. Thanks, my dear. All right. Thank you. I feel like there's a delay. Uh, people are guessing new talk show format. You're getting a bigger place. A bigger place? Lord Jesus, no. A bigger place, Jackie, means more cleaning. And God knows we don't want that. Uh-huh. 
Some good cold weather, says Donna. <laughs> well, we do have that, but that's not, we can't, uh, we can't take credit for that. Yes, folks. Right here in Florida, in Lakeland, where I'm at, it's 44 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh, I love that kind of weather. So yes, honey chill. Looks like Alice was on it. We now have over 100,000 followers on Facebook. I can't, Kevin, I can't believe it. You know, when we first started out back in 2017, you know, we were doing pretty good. We were making pretty good strides. But I never really thought we'd get like 100,000 followers on one platform alone. That's that's crazy. I don't know. What do y'all think? So Misha has been paying attention to the numbers. I didn't even know it. Misha was the one who was like, oh my God, Sandy, we're close to 100,000 followers. I'm like, we are? I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yes. Actually, let me call Misha on the phone. Hold on. Because she's been the one. And, you know, there's certain things that we do do um, to encourage people to like the page. Now, listen, a lot of you are, um, you read the news, whatever, on the page, and you still haven't followed us. So you can make it 100,000 plus another 500. Hello, Miss Misha. (laughs) So... Misha, you you really handle a lot of the social media stuff. A lot of times people are talking to you and they think they're talking to me, actually. And, you know, we just roll with the punches because I don't have time to spend as much time on social media anymore. I'm busy. So um, you, when did you start to realize we're getting close to 100,000? Because last I knew we were like at 80-something. Hey, Sandy, for whatever reason, the way you have her plugged in is not coming over. Not oh, hold on. Hold on. Ho- hold on one second, Misha. Uh, you can't hear her, Kevin? No, cannot. Oh. That's the, strange. The very first caller as well, too, I did not hear. The second caller I did hear. So whatever method that Okay, is. the second caller. Misha's the second caller. No, no. Before, there was someone that called very, the very first oh, Okay, time. hold on. Hold on, Misha. Let me see what's, what's going on. I might have to make one adjustment here. Settings, audio. Oh, yes. Okay, speak now, Misha. Let's see. Hello. Good, good, good. What's up, Misha? My dogs are also barking. All right. So I was saying, Misha, when did you start noticing that we were getting close to 100,000? So when I took over, uh, which I think, what, what, when was it? About a couple of months ago? Yeah. In November, I think, mm-hmm. uh, just end of October. And then uh, when I took over at that time, it was about 82K and I was like, hmm, okay, we need to do something. We talked about it. Remember, we need to like work on getting our, mm-hmm. our stuff together and postings and everything. So, okay. So, MetaSuite has been really helpful mm-hmm. uh, to just, you know, get things organized in one place. And uh, yeah, so that was my mission. I actually wanted to do it in December mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the year, uh, try to get everything uh, sent out. But it... Uh, um, I, I didn't reach my target, but in January, as a, and I wanted to surprise you, I wasn't sure because I know you're so busy all the time, mm-hmm. and even for us to sometimes catch up, it's so hard. Um, I thought I'll just give you a surprise at some point, uh, but I couldn't contain <laughs> <laughs> the excitement. excitement. I know. Yeah. So you messaged me. I, I think it was over you. the weekend, and you yeah. were like, "Oh my gosh." Look at the numbers. We're close to, and I think at that point we had 90, uh, 99 or something. Yeah. 
And you're like, yeah. oh my God. No, you first messaged when we had 97 on oh, right, Sunday. Yeah. And you were like, look. And I was like, <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, really? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was so excited. I, I even miscalculated. I was like, look, we have, we're close to 1 million. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When you said a million, I knew that wasn't right. I'm like, no, we're, not, we're nowhere near in a million. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, wait, it's not a million. Hold on, hold on. It's 99, 97K. Uh, but still, that was huge. It's huge. And we just, we're past 100K. Wow. It's 101 now. Wow. Yeah. And it's just going to, yeah, it, it will bigger and better mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. Like always. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. So, I mean, that's huge. Like I said, we suspect that some of that would be um, fake accounts for sure. Because we always get some of them trolling in our comment section. Yeah. So, I don't know what the average number of fake accounts are per page. But let's say we liberally say it's 10%. Um, that's still a lot of people that for yeah, whatever exactly. reason are keeping an eye on our Facebook page. Even the scammers keeping an eye is like, whoa. I know. I mean... Even if they're fake accounts, there's still people. So even if, and if they're bots, then you know. Um, Can bots create completely yeah. fake accounts and then they're not people? There's there's still somebody behind a bot, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much, Misha. Appreciate it. You, my pleasure. My pleasure. Have All a right. good day. Have a good day. And I got something for you. I'm going to send you a little picture later on. Gigi wants uh -oh. to donate something. From her oh. office slash playroom to um to Ella. Oh, that's so cute. Thank you. <laughs> She's making a donation, honey child. She's like, I want Ella to have this. I'm like, okay. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you so much. All right, hun. Have a good All one. right. Have a good show. Bye-bye. All right. So, yeah, Kevin. I'm like, wow. I'm a little bit blown away. Thank you guys so much. So, um, Shaka Zulu has a theory. With, no, Rough Seas says it's probably because of people getting five fake accounts because they're always getting banned. <laughs> oh God, hold on. Rough seas, let me catch let me catch my, my <clears throat> let me catch my voice now. Um you know what though we have banned so few people that um I don't know if hold on let me see if Facebook will tell me how many people we banned. It's really not a whole lot. I'll be honest with you. Uh, we ban fake accounts once we discover they're a fake account. And sometimes there's a person behind a fake account, but they're creating fake accounts to try to troll people or to make comments that are like nasty and whatever, and they get blocked. But you know what, um, Rough Seas, is Facebook has this amazing thing when you block someone, it actually gives you the ability to block them and any future accounts they may create, honey chow. So I doubt... It's people who are creating five fake accounts because we blocked them. No, once we block them, if they try to create any more accounts, those get blocked automatically anyway. We don't allow them in. So take that. Mm -hmm. So yes, 101,000 has gone up now. Um, followers on Facebook, pretty uh, amazing. And of course, I want to thank everybody who follows us. We've got people all over the world, I must say, who tuned in for different reasons. And um, of course, big shout out to Misha, who has been diligently working on this, sending out invites and reminding people. Like I said, a lot of people have forgotten to even follow the page. So this is 101,000 followers. 
um, you know, they're, they're follow it in the sense that they're always looking on the page, but they haven't clicked that little follow button because Facebook tells us, oh, this person's on your page, but they haven't followed it. So sometimes you'll see, you'll get a little invite that's, hey, click on that little button, give us a like, give us a follow, whatever. So there's one more thing we got to now push for Sandy. So mm -hmm. I saw in the comments, uh, someone was saying that, uh, what are the YouTube numbers? And so I just took mm. a quick look. YouTube is just under 6,000 subscribers for our primary page because we know we have two YouTube pages. We have the primary yeah. one and we have the one, 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 one that we get put in, in jail. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, but if you're not following both of those pages, both yeah. of those YouTube pages, take a th 30 seconds right now. Head on over to YouTube, look for Cayman Mall Road, and then please follow. There's going to be two of them. They got two different logos um, that's you know that you will see pop up. And please also subscribe and um to the YouTube pages because it's very important. If we get blocked for whatever reason, we're mm -hmm. still going to be broadcasting, and so that's where you'll find us. If we want to boost those numbers, I would love to see more than six thousand for the day. I know we can easily achieve that goal. So let's let's see if we can make that mission. Um, All right. Thank you, Kevin. I must admit that I, I am not uh, big on YouTube personally in terms of like pushing it for people to follow it. So I appreciate you reminding people um, about that platform as well, because, yep, that's also uh, clicking right over there. Yeah. And for me, um, it's a much easier way to watch on Facebook because I know you've mentioned it before. Yeah. That you know, if you want to hear it in the background, which a lot of times I'm watching a show, but I'm also multitasking, doing several things one time, I could have that minimized and still hear it. Facebook, if you move away from the screen, that's it, audio's gone. But yeah. YouTube, you could again be having it in the background, or if you want to have it on your smart TV and pull it up through the YouTube app, you could watch it on the big screen as opposed to on a phone or a computer or a laptop or a tablet. It's much more portable. So YouTube is is very very friendly when i'm driving as well too just you know i just have it on youtube and still have my gps on and everything like that um it, and you could play it especially the times if you go on your after show and and mm -hmm. um, the bobo radio is cut off and you can't go and listen to it by radio you could always put it through your radio and, and listen to it that way as well yeah no it's fantastic um like i said i i appreciate all the love and support um, and congratulations to Jamila this morning for winning $150. Hmm. Shows that she's been paying attention because I don't even think that uh, most people really look at those numbers on social. Um, but yeah, it's it's a milestone for sure. Um, so, wow. I am. Somebody says, why are you so surprised? They said, Sandy, congrats. And why do you say I don't believe it? You have set the bar high. I thank you for that, but I'm still in a little bit of disbelief. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, onward and upward is uh, what I say. It is definitely um, a milestone for sure. So what's what's the next big number that we're going to aim for? After 100K, what is it after that? You know, that's a hard one because Cayman numbers are going to be different than U.S. numbers. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking something like 500K, but that might be a ways away um mm -hmm. and for our population i mean primary audiences came on of course we have a following from all over the world yes um but i don't know should it be like another hundred thousand like 200k instead double that 
Yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. I mean, gosh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, big countries like Jamaica, they have 3 million people. Like uh, uh, the Gleaner. How many does the Gleaner have? Have a quick look and tell me. Let me take a quick um, look. I'm just looking at some other insights here this morning. And did mm-hmm. Facebook did make it a little harder to compare your competitors and stuff? Yes, well. they've removed that feature, which was too bad. Too bad. Too sad. So it says that our audience, 49.6% men, 50.4% women. So almost a 50-50 split now between men and women followers. You know what is so interesting about this is over the years, this has really changed. Uh, when we first got started, the first couple of years, the platform was primarily followed by women. It was like a 60-40 split, like 60% women, 40% men. So it's interesting to see the numbers have pretty much evened out. Um, the age group, ranging from 18 all the way up to 65 plus. The group that, again, has almost a 50-50 split is that 25 to 34 and 35 to 44. Um, being the, oh, Jamila says the Gleaner has over 809,000 followers. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's like, wow. That's legit. Mm. Gleaner got it going on, honey chill. But again, which is a much larger population. So yes. now I'm not a numbers person when it comes to the math thing. I don't, but math ain't mathing at all. Personally, that's not my my um skill set. But I wonder how that is per capita based on Jamaica's population and then based on our population. I would like to see yeah. the comparison to see how, how we're doing compared to them. If, if you have any persons out there really good in, in the math department, that would be really interesting to calculate because we got to, you know, compare apples to apples. Yeah. And sometimes it is hard to do uh, with these types of numbers, but um, yeah. uh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's still pretty cool. I'm looking at Cayman Compass um, numbers right now too, and they got 47,000 followers. So, and you know, they've been around. That's it? For, yeah. That's what their oh, Facebook wow. says. 47 followers, uh, 47,000 <laughs> followers. They blocked me, so I can't really see them anymore. But um, <laughs> what I was going to say about the compass is, yeah, for for a long time, um, actually, came on twenty seven used to have really, really good uh, followers. I wonder, I wonder who was managing it back then. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys were always, in terms of social media, the ones to catch up with. And then I remember that we were getting really, really close. And then at one point, I can't really remember if we. I think we surpassed the actual numbers, but then, you know, after that, they shut down anyway. So it was like kind of a mute thing. But um, yeah, wow, that's pretty cool. That is absolutely awesome. Huh, Compass, they might want to get out there and do a little bit more. Hmm. Okay, well, we can't, we can't help them. We're here to... You know, do what we can do. Um, absolutely amazing. Thank you, Miss Beulah. <laughs> Sonia was betting for the fact that I was having a baby. No, Sonia. No one around here is having a baby. Sorry. That door is closed. Miss <laughs> um, Sue says, morning, Sandy. Yes, I'm one of the first people been watching you since 2017. Thank you so much. Uh, Debbie was asking about the YouTube numbers. 
Uh, thank you, Miss Sonia. Uh, there's two Sonias. There's Sonia Walker and there's Sonia Peck, both saying congratulations and blessed Tuesday. Barbara um, says, where do you click the follow button? So Kevin, uh, you want to show people how they can follow? Sure. Let me. Can you share your screen or do you want me to? Um, uh, I was looking at something else real quick, but let me. Um... I can do it. Don't okay, worry. perfect. All let right. me. Let me just pull it up, honey. Chill. Hold on one second now. All right. So uh teach y'all, give y'all a little Facebook lesson this morning. Thank you, Miss Linda. Miss Linda, make sure you, you're following us now. All right. So this is how it works. Um, let me see here now. While you pull that up, um, Sandra, let me just read something. I'm I'm looking back at my old, old, old cover letters when I was on the job hunt. Um, when uh -huh. I was working came on 27, and and little note I had inside here. While um, working as a journalist at Cayman 27, I managed the website. When I took on a role, the website had 300 unique uh, visitors per day. When I left the position, the website averaged more than 7,000 unique visitors per day. I started the Facebook page, which grew more than 10,000 followers before um, leaving the position. And additionally, I found ways to reach people, such as creating a smartphone news app, sending out BlackBerry broadcast messages, and using both. Oh, my God. I love me a BlackBerry <laughs> message. But yeah, listen, I used, you know what I loved about the BlackBerry um, WhatsApp, not WhatsApp, but the BlackBerry group messages is there was no limit on the number that you could send. WhatsApp actually limits your distribution list. So WhatsApp let me tell you something about the BlackBerry, even though you didn't really have a sending limit, you had a phone um, contact limit of 2000. So I had Oh, actually, I had three work BlackBerry phones and then my personal BlackBerry phone. Oh so, God. you know, when you would send out what you would call a BCM, the BlackBerry um, broadcast messages. Or BBM. Uh, or BBMs. Oh, well, BBMs was individual messages. BCMs were what they referred to as the, you know, a, like a broadcast message. Mm. Um, so... I had, again, because we had a tit-for-tat killing going on. We had a lot of robberies going on at the time mm -hmm. when we were really, really active at Kimon 27. And then um, I would have to send to 2,000 on this phone, then 2,000 on this phone, and 2,000 on that phone. And I remember Ala Karoom um, was a sponsor. I guess it was Ala Kebab had a, their little mobile um, thing, and they had sponsored our um, feature at the time. And we, I had to type that in or I had to copy mm -hmm. it in each message you know, brought to you by Alaka Room or whatever. And, um, but yeah, it took a while because even when you were sending to 2000 contacts at that time, mm -hmm. um, it, the, the phones froze because those phones just, you know, couldn't handle such a massive send um, at that time. But yeah, it was, those were good times, <laughs> good times. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a historical uh, look back as well to just see, you know, kind of where, where, how far we've come, because trust me, it is, uh, it is pretty amazing. Um, let me just see if I can have a quick look here, but yes, I'm going to, I'm going to walk you guys through definitely how to, um, let me see here, how to actually, um, how to have a look at, Oh, yeah, these are Facebook stats from way back when. So hold on. I'm going to get to some of this stuff here in a second. So let me see here. All right. So this is my Facebook account over here, Facebook, right? This is my personal page. And then, you know, you go over here and you can kind of scroll your timeline and whatever. Ooh, 
look at this pumpkin pie recipe. I, I subscribe to a lot of recipe pages. So that's why food's always showing up on my stuff. Um, so if you, your pages and profiles. So there's a couple different ways. There's like on the left, it's over here, your pages and profiles. On the right, you can actually create shortcuts for like different groups as well as pages that you're into. So let me increase the size just a little bit so you guys can see this. So as you'll see here, I've got, uh, let me zoom in. That's 150 zoomed in. Okay. So here is um, Kim and Mall Road. So if I click on that, it'll actually take me to the CMR page. Now, if you, it, it might not be there for you because you haven't yet followed it. So in that case, you just go up here where it says search Facebook and you put in Cayman Mall Road and there it is, right? So once you have the page, you're not going to see that manage page because that's only for people who actually can manage a page. So let me just collapse that. So you'll see it like this and you can like it. And then there's also a follow button here somewhere. Let me see if I can find it. Maybe it's because, have I followed it? Uh, where's the follow button for me? But there should be like an option up here to actually follow the page as well. Um, let me pick one that I haven't. Maybe let, let me pick a page that I haven't followed. So let's see. Who can I find that I haven't followed? Um, huh. Uh, all right, maybe this penny hoarder. So you notice that when I came across it in the um, timeline, I could click follow right here. But if I actually go to the page, where's the follow button? They're always changing stuff up. I have the like as your page. Oh, there it is. So you see that little option right there to follow it, the little plus sign? You can follow it. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandra. And I just want to let you know that I missed you. I missed you. Well, we missed you. I, I, what's wrong with Sandra? I hope she's not sick. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, she was getting hoarse. Uh -huh. she, so are you feeling okay now? Well, I, I'm I'm getting there. Still not 100%. Uh, you're, not, there. you're not you're not taking them old, old, old people's advice like me. <laughs> but anyhow, glad to have you back. Glad yes. to hear you again. And I just not going to keep you long because you would not be on the subject. Um, 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 I'm just want to wish my dear friend Rosemary Moxham that uh, they own the Pioneer Bakery in Kim and Bach. Uh huh. A happy birthday. Oh, Today is her birthday and nice. we, we raise up together. Beautiful. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Glad too. to have you back. Thank you so Try much, Try not to dear. get sick again. <laughs> I'll do my best. Thank you so much. All right, so folks, the eastbound traffic on Shamrock Rose is now closed um, due to, again, this vehicular uh, accident that we told you guys about earlier. So as indicated, you definitely have uh, some serious delays in relation to that. So I'm um, still trying to, oh, right. So you go to the page, you can actually click and follow. So I'm going to actually follow this page because this page is about saving money. So let's click and follow. And then once you follow a page, so Facebook is going to make suggestions and whatever. But the other thing that you want to do is go back here. And click on following again. So now that you followed it and you want to adjust your follow settings. So this is really important. 
because this is going to allow you um, to say, you know what? I want the default setting so that Facebook will determine how I see stuff that comes from this page. Or I want to add it to my favorites. So I want to see posts higher in my feed from this page, and then it prioritizes it. And then you can specify what notifications you want to receive. So for like content, do you want to limit it to five a day? Do you want suggested post notifications from the page? Do you want to turn it off? So you can specify for like uh, content, videos, live videos. So maybe every time CMR goes live, you want to know. So you would go in and say all notifications always tell me when CMR goes live. And this is really, really important because there are a lot of people who say to me, oh, Miss Sandy, I don't know when the show is on in the morning. And this is exactly how you get Facebook in particular to inform you of when the show goes live. So you go into live, you click on all notifications. I'm going to actually turn it off for this page because I'm sure they probably don't really have a live feed. But anyway, um, so those are some of the things you want to do. So for your news feed section, select favorites, then go into the notification section and specify for the individual things what you would like um, to get in terms of notifications. You can turn it off. You can say, show me all or just the highlighted ones. And then once you're done, click an update and then that's it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So, oh, this is all about saving money. Oh, this is good. Maximize that costly Samco membership with these tips. Ooh, wow. I'm going to read some of those articles. So that's how you do it. And that's with all pages. Um, you know, CMR, Kimmel Road is obviously no exception. Now, I got to warn you, there is a fake page out there. Um, I think it's actually a personal account. I just noticed it the other day. And it's very, very difficult and challenging to get um, Facebook to remove these fake pages. So if you look for Cayman Mall Road, obviously make sure that it's the correct one. We are a newspaper. Because um, if you look for it generally, you might get some other fake page. So I'm already following it. But there's another page. Um, like I said, it might actually be a profile. I don't know if it's a proper page that comes up as like a fake. See, here's this one. Cayman Moral Road, M-O-R-A-L. This is just someone trying to be silly, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't know what that's all about. They only have 43 followers. It's a personal blog, it says, so you definitely won't be confusing them uh, with anyone. <laughs> oh, here's one quest on the Mall Road. I wonder who that is. Uh, Conservation of Nature in Cayman Brack. Hmm, interesting. And then we have a community page as well, which, by the way, Follow a community page because the community page is all about stuff like lost and found. You know, we want to start transitioning when you've lost your wallet, your dogs, your passport, your husband's, whatever. It goes to the community page and the CMR primary page is really going to be about news and happenings um, in the community. So that only has 2.4 thousand followers. Let's see if we can't get that to like maybe 10,000 followers. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Kevin, any thoughts? Yeah, no, um, definitely. Um, we're trying to run the numbers. I got uh, someone in the background trying to help out run the numbers to compare us apples to apples to the gleaner based on population and stuff. So back and forth on that. So stand by. We're working on on trying to get the most accurate um, comparison put together. Oh, that's cool. All right. So Cameron says CMR, Compass Block CMR. No. 
Yes, honey chill. Um, Jackie says the compass may have blocked you, but bet they're watching you. Well, you know what's so funny? And I think this is why they blocked me. I'm not really sure. I don't know what executive over there made this decision, but anyway, um, it might've been Kevin Morales when he was over there, but who knows? I want to unfairly blame Kevin Morales, but, um, he was there when I got blocked because remember Kevin was saying earlier that we could actually compare and look at our competitors. So I was always doing that. I'm going to show you guys one of these here in a second. Let me just download this. And I'm going to show you. I got a quick question. What is Cayman's current population? We're struggling trying to find out what we uh, should Say 75K because we don't even know. Yeah, the, the good old Google is saying 63,310. I know that's definitely short. That is not accurate. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, because uh, we have a lot. Yeah. Of, so 75,000 uh, views? I, I would say so. Yeah. All right. So um, let me let me show you where we were. Now, this would have been, uh, when was this? It's hard to, let me tell you the date on this one. So this was, excuse me. This was, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the date on this. But let me, let me kind of show you guys what we used to be able to do. And because we used to talk about the numbers and look at the numbers, I think the compass realized that the numbers were no longer favorable to them. Because, you know, sometimes when they show up, to, I know I've heard people tell me this, um, clients, government officials in particular, uh, civil servants, you know, the, oh, the compass said they have the biggest reach. And I said, oh, really? And I said, well, did they show you any analytics? How did they, other than telling you that, how did they prove that to you? And they're like, well, I don't know. They just said it. And I said, oh, so you believe everything people tell you, huh? <laughs> so, um, so Facebook, this was pretty cool. Facebook actually gave us, um, until recently, the ability to compare yourself to your competitors. So this was, I don't know exactly when this was, but it would have been a while ago. We only had, um, in, and to be clear, uh, Facebook does likes and they didn't used to do followers. Then they added followers. And I think you can still see on the back end likes and followers, but they're transitioning to where it's just going to be followers only. So we always had more followers than we had page likes, right? But I want to show you guys something really, really important. So here we are. These are all the major news entities in Cayman at the time. So this probably came on 27, would have been gone already because they're not on this list. So we were behind the compass um, by still probably about 5.3 thousand page likes, right? Um, so this is ranking in order of page likes. So then there was Loop after us, Cayman News Service, Cayman Crosstalk, Radio Cayman. Um, now notice a couple key things here. Number one, uh, the compass was actually gaining more traction at the time in terms of their page likes. So they had three point, they had a growth of 3.8%. We only had a 0.5% growth. And then we were out tracking them and what we were posting, the number of posts, but then look at the engagement. And this is the most important column because you can, you can have followers, you can have, you know, posts, whatever. But if people aren't engaging with your platform, then who cares, right? So Kevin, you know, you do some sales and marketing. You've talked about um, your work at Cayman 27. How important would you say that engagement column is? 
Well, yeah, the engagement is the absolute most important because that means people are actually interacting with others on the page and interaction with posts, whether they're liking, they're sharing, they're commenting, they're spitting, whatever it is. In some way, they're interacting and they're seeing the post and, and they're, they're um, you know, engaged in it. Um, liking, anybody could like. You could hire a bunch of bots to just do a bunch of page likes, but then if there's no activity from that profile to any post, that's really a nobody. That's nothing significant. That's a, that, that's not going to help your page in any way. But your engagement numbers is what ranks you on social media and really the most important thing. So it's the, one of the most important parts um, of, of having a social media um, page. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, our, our engagement has always been uh, really, really off the chain. And like I said, you know, that's important. Because it demonstrates that it isn't just fake likes that you have and a bunch of, you know, as as Kevin said, bots or computer generated um, people following your platform, real people engage. So real people are going to comment and get involved in discussions. They're going to like, they're going to share, they're going to do all of those things. And our engagement has always been um, really, really significant from day one. I have another one here. And this is when Cayman 27. I think this is back in 2019. So this is going way back when, honey, chill. Um, and you'll see how the numbers changed over time. So Cayman 27 was in the number one spot. Um, I don't see the compass on here. And I don't know why they weren't on here yet. But um, then you had Loop, Cayman Mall Road, Cayman New Service, and Radio Cayman. But at this time, as you can see, Cayman 27 had 162 thousand page likes, which was significantly higher than everybody else. And uh, even even with that number, Kevin, so that was double again what we had at this particular time, we still had almost four times the engagement that came on 27 had. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yep. And, and the, going back to the Gleaner discussion, I do have the numbers based on Jamaica's population. The Gleaner has about 28 um, 0.6% of the population um, that would be following their page. Yeah, you're um, assuming, of course, there is an assumption right. in that, that the, that's the population that's following. Correct, right. And you know there's a lot of people that's not Jamaicans of, uh, or living in Jamaica that are following the page. So, you right. know, if you're comparing that with Cayman's population, um, we have 134.7%, more than our actual population, if we are considering our population at seven to five thousand um, people, which again, that's up for debate. We really don't know exactly how many. So, some people are saying up to eighty thousand. Some people are yeah. even saying we might have reached a hundred thousand in Cayman. But um, you know, it would be really nice yeah. to get some um, updated census numbers, which I think it should not be that that difficult for us. I mean, they, they have ESO has a number. It's whether or not you believe how accurate that number is. So there's a question of, you know, how accurate it is. Uh, here, here's another one. Um, and this one shows both the compass and Cayman 27. So again, at this time, the Cayman 27 was edging out the compass slightly with page uh, likes. And then we were in third place. And then you had Loop, CNS, Radio Cayman, Cayman Crosstalk. Um, again, despite that, look at the engagement. You know, it was pretty crazy. And you guys used to post a lot, as you can see, pretty much neck and neck 
we had 90 for that week. We had 99 posts. You guys had 86. So you guys were also posting a considerable amount of content, but we had 189 K and engagement and you guys had 21.5 K. If you do the percentage markup on that, do a percentage markup calculator, Kevin, and tell me what that works out to be. That's probably um, about 200, 300% difference in engagement. So, yeah. So I'm thankful. Um, you know, CMR has always been considered a little bit controversial. We get it. You're all like, ooh, honey, chill. Ooh, that's Sandy. I don't know. But, um, you know, we've just stuck to the formula of truth telling. And a lot of people are like, well, you know what? We're, we're here for it. So I was also telling you earlier about the male to female, how the numbers have flipped. So look at this. It used to be that 61% of our followers were women and 38% men. Now it's 50-50. Bless your little hearts, young men. Y'all have brought up those numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's interesting as well. Um, I found though that Kevin, once we started doing the live, and I don't, I don't know what this says about the live, but I found that once we started doing that, we started to accrue more male followers, which was kind of interesting. I'm I don't know sure what, what the psychology is behind that. Yeah, I don't know if you guys just like to watch more videos instead of reading, and women are more inclined to read. I'm too busy to read. I mean, uh, yes, a lot of men don't like to read. I hate reading unless I have to read. I read too much at work as it is. Yeah, I kind of thought for myself uh, that maybe that was the the tipping point. Could the be. more live that we start to do, the more men came on board. But you saw, you know, people used to say, oh, women are the ones that love gossip. Oh, no. Us men, we love our gossip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, you see the men in here. Uh, they're all about the sus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trust and believe, Cameron. <clears throat> all, all about the sus. I, Perla has a question for you, Kevin. She says, are you getting younger? I don't see any aging as yet. Looking good. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I don't believe I'm getting any younger. (laughs) I surely don't feel it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Right? Anyway, um, some good numbers there. Again, thank all of you um, for, you know, supporting the platform, whether you just watch the shows or you're active on social media. Appreciate every single bit of it. Now, I do want to talk about a caller yesterday. Not a caller. We were trying to call him. He wouldn't answer the phone. But he was on, on my WhatsApp messaging me. Now, normally people know that during the show, um, keep your WhatsApp messages to me on point because I'm trying to quickly, you know, I've got like five things going on at any given time. I've had people um, watch me do a show before and they're like, oh my God, Sandy, I don't know how you keep all these balls in the air because you have to think and talk and you might be doing stuff on the board. You're answering phone calls. I have three one, two, three. Yeah, three WhatsApp phones that I'm monitoring, at least two of them, because one is is uh, more kind of related to this. But I'm monitoring those, seeing what comments are coming in. So sometimes you'll notice that I'm a little bit delayed on the 926 number reading those specific messages because, you know, I know people are on my number messaging me, um, reading your comments. Like there's a lot that's actually going on. So when people start messaging me during the show, I am trying to just 
glance at messages that are relevant to the conversation. That's why the worst thing that you can do is when you start saying, um, oh, you, you send me a message and say, oh, don't read this on air. By then, it's probably already too late. And you guys have seen this happen, right? Where I've like read a comment and I was like, oops, the person didn't want that read on air. Oh my gosh. Well, you put that at the top of the message in bold, flashing letters. This is a private, don't read this on air because automatically I'm thinking you're just sending through uh, a regular comment, right? So yesterday when this guy, Nick, started conversing with me and, you know, we had Gina on the call. That was an impromptu call. By the way, I really appreciate Gina Petrie from the Department of Environment coming on, educating all of us. Uh, and then he's in here getting all in his feelings and getting upset. And, you know, he has come at me before. And so I do want to address Nick because um, I, you know, feel like there's something a bit off with him. Like, I don't know this. Nick. I think his name is Nick Foster. I don't actually know Nick, but... He's always been very, very aggressive towards me. And let me say this. I don't like aggressive men. I don't know who taught y'all that being aggressive was the way to get a woman's attention. And that's how you come at women. I don't generally like aggressive people at all. But aggressive men in particular are an extreme turnoff for me in all facets of life. Business, social, personal, interpersonal whatever. I don't like aggressive men. I don't like men who aggressively talk. I don't like men who have aggressive body language. To me, that just like a lot of bells go off in my head when I see people um, do that and when their mannerisms and everything, especially towards women, are aggressive. And I guess, Kevin, it's really, you know, you I've told you guys that my aunt was a very she was a very strict person and she was also very, very controlling. So part of my personality is I don't like controlling people. And I've always ran from relationships where I noticed that the person was like a little bit too controlling. Like, I don't need anybody looking at my phone, telling me what to wear and what to do. And like, I've never been the kind of person that would engage in any sort of relationship with people like that. And so I think it's connected to that when I see people exhibiting like aggressive behavior I'm just like, whoa, 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 like, whoa, you, you need to back up. Like, what is this really all about, right? So he obviously has a very particular position about the East-West arterial. He's against it. I think he's made that more than abundantly clear. But he keeps messaging me. Now, here's the thing. If you message me and you notice that I don't engage with you ever, uh, most likely a couple of things are happening. Number one, I don't appreciate your tone of voice and what it is that you're sending through. So I'm going to just show you guys, um, you know, uh, some of the conversations with Nick because he's been messaging me since 2022 and he's always sending me stuff. Um, so the first time he communicated with me on WhatsApp, he sent some videos about some stuff and um, it was somebody... I think it was somebody dumping or something. I can't remember. So he's like, you know, I was told to send this to you. Yada, yada, yada. I said, okay, no problem. And then I said, thanks. Then in February of 2023, he starts messaging me. And this is what he says to me. And, and I, I want to share this with you guys to demonstrate um, the kind of 
things that have really put me off about this individual, right? So he says, um, good morning, Sandy. I was just curious if the EWA, the East-West Arterial Road, and the threats it poses to our central mangroves will be talked about on your show. This is extremely important. I replied to him. This was in the morning. He messaged me at 5.09 a.m. Wow. I messaged and replied after 9 o'clock, and I said the experts will be on on Wednesday. So I think that is when we were actually having the NRA come on, right? So I sent him that message. He messaged again, uh, must have been on Wednesday, sending me a map of Northside. And he says, my concern regarding the EWA is this area. I've personally been there as I live in Midland Acres and I frequent there um, to observe the wildlife and Cayman parrots mostly. Destroying this would be an environmental crime. People have no idea what's back there. And it's crazy to hear people say, we need a road but sit behind a desk all day for most of their life. Okay. And he sent something on the, from the show and says that, interesting, you don't mute Jonathan, always muting the real truth. Now, funny enough, this would have been the Jonathan that eventually got blocked. So he sent some screenshots saying, oh, it's funny that I'm not muting Jonathan. And I don't know what Jonathan was saying at the time. Um that he would have said that. Uh, but anyway, right? So I'm like, okay, uh, again, um, it, you know, he keeps going on and on. On that particular show, he kept commenting. And listen, you guys can see, there are people, Siobhan has commented, I don't even know how many times this morning. I allow people to comment. When you start getting a little bit obsessive in the comment section. And it's like, you're saying the same thing over and over and over again. People get it. You don't have to say something, the exact same thing 50 times. Now, if you're saying 50 different things every single time, that's different. When you're being repetitive and you're just going on and on and on, people are like, okay, we got it, right? So I think what had happened that day is he was muted, which basically puts you in timeout. Because you keep saying it's almost like an anti-troll kind of feature, right? So I replied to him and I said, I'm pretty sure you've had your say this morning. You're probably in the top three commenters. You're on the live to listen or learn or just oppose. That's what I said to him. I said, are you in the live to listen or learn or just oppose? You can't expect to monopolize the conversation when you're already commented like 25 times, I believe your position is clear to everyone. Then he goes on to say, I don't think you understand that there's no mitigation for this type of damage. I don't believe I commented 25 times. <laughs> okay. It seems, <clears throat> sorry. It seems that you need to learn some things about Cayman wetlands and why it matters more than other, than, more than other convenience and growth. It is the heart of the island um, it's interesting how selective you are with what you want to expose and what sciences you want to follow. I said, all right, cool. You know, he's entitled to his opinion. But then he keeps coming. So then in March, he says, um, he starts talking about the tarpon. And this, you know, it's like he just keeps going on and on and on. So it's like, listen, dude, you're entitled to your opinion just because I don't, share your opinion. Then he starts, what oh, what kind of news outlet are you? Because I don't share your opinion. 
doesn't mean that you have to get aggressive with me. It doesn't mean that you have to get up in your feelings. It doesn't mean that you have to call me a liar and you have to go on and on um, about, you know, it's just, it's just becoming a little bit too much, you know? And I called him, I'm like, okay, let's have a conversation about this. Cause obviously something's going on with you. Are uh, you really in your feelings? Let's have a conversation. And of course he's the type of person who doesn't want to have a conversation, doesn't want to answer the phone. I call these people the little keyboard warriors. They're happy to sit there and type and harass people with messages and typing. But when it comes to having a real conversation, they're simply not going to do it. Any thoughts, Kevin? Yeah, no, I just, it, it shocks me and it shouldn't anymore that there are some people that are just so ignorant and just cannot actually have a healthy debate and then know when to just, okay, we just have to agree to disagree and just leave it at that. It's just one of those things that is, is very, it gets to be very annoying. It gets under your skin and um, it's just people need to understand it, it's, we're not always going to agree. Um, but there's a time you just got to leave it at that. Yeah, I'm going to grab some tissue, Kevin. Keep talking. I'll be right back. Oh, no problem. But while Sandra is um, grabbing some tissue, I want to say a um, completely different topic now. And, you know, it's going to be a lot more cheerful of a topic. But I want to say a very happy birthday to my mother, Janet Watler. Um, she um it's, today's her birthday. Um, you know, my family chat's blowing up, wishing her a happy birthday, and I'm wishing her many, many more. Um, I'm going to embarrass her because I know she probably didn't want me to say anything, but uh, too bad. <laughs> you embarrass me all the time, too, so I get to embarrass you at, 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 at times. But happy birthday, Mom. I love you very much. Wishing you many, many, many more birthdays. And um, I can't wait to be able to come on back and, and celebrate with you um, mm. sometime in the not-so-distant future. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So Nick, listen, my message is to you, just relax yourself. Um, you know, you, you have more than one platform that's available to you uh, to get your messaging out there. I have said it more than once and I'll say it again. Our environment is extremely important. We do have to prioritize it. And sometimes a balancing act is required um, on how we're going to get certain, certain things done. You know, I, you know, don't, I've not formed an opinion on the East-West arterial because, again, I'm waiting on the EIA to come back. And I think that's why processes like an environmental impact assessment is really, really important because that's how you learn and educate yourself about what it is that we're looking at, what sort of impact, and is it something that the experts believe can be mitigated? I'm no expert when it comes to the environment, so I am willing to concede to the experts. And I think that it's so funny when he says, that I want to believe um, the science that I want to believe and others that I don't. I mean, I haven't had any scientific information about the East-West arterial. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, let me see what the experts have to say. And so, you know, until I have that information, I can't really form any definitive positions one way or the other. Now, I believe in science. I think it's so funny when someone makes that kind of, uh, you know, interesting comment um, to me because I am more inclined to believe science than a lot of people. And I think a lot of people will know this about me, that I look at data and I believe in, in reading and researching. And I know that things, you know, maybe two years ago, scientific data in one particular area uh, 
was leading towards something. Now they have additional information. I always encourage you guys to read and to learn and to take in as much information as you can because things are constantly changing. There's no such thing as, um, you know, even in the medical profession, for example, something that is going to be like, okay, we know this for a fact and this is going to stay like this always. A lot of times new information comes to our um, attention that, you know, we need to consider and we need to look at. And so that's really, really, um, that's really important. So I, I'm always, um, you know, one to say, what does the science say? If there is any science, if there isn't any science, then, you know, what's the position and so on. So, you know, when you kind of make sweeping statements like, oh, you, you, you know, you're a liar and you're, oh, and you're only looking for attention. That's the only reason why you're now talking about it. I think that is so funny because the most interesting thing um, that, uh, you know, I, I'm a numbers person in the sense that I'm always looking at numbers and talking about the environment doesn't make your numbers go, go up. So let me be very, very clear. That's not, yesterday he said, oh, you only talk about this now to get views. I almost choked on my tea because talking about the environment in Cayman does not get you views. The numbers were dropping as we were talking to Gina and talking about the environment. You know when the numbers went up over 500, almost 600 people? It was when the lady called in towards the end of the show and she was getting a little bit animated. So Nick, it's like you're saying things that you don't even understand that are not true. You're misinformed. Um, but yet you use that as a basis to try to prove that you have a point or that you're correct about your assumptions about me when you honestly do not know. Good morning, Denny. Welcome to the program. Morning. Um, the EIA is not to determine whether or not the roads would be built. Yes. No, it isn't. No, I didn't say that. I said yes. Like, go on. <laughs> it's um, it's to determine how to build it and what the impact would be on the environment, and right, and how right, that right. could potentially be mitigated. But I think right. it's going to tell us a lot about what will be impacted and how. Right. And that's what I'm right. saying. I want that information in my head before I can say yes. Let's find the balance and see how best we can make it happen and put the road through. I think it's ridiculous that the failure of politicians to provide adequate infrastructure uh, is just allowed to just continue when people have to get up two and three hours before uh, needing to be to work just to get there. And if there's an accident on the mm -hmm. road, you have to call in late. That's mm -hmm. insanity. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's no excuse for that. Mm -hmm. we, we need to get uh, this process done <clears throat> so that we can get the road built so that people can um, have a, a better quality of life. I, I know that that, the person you're talking about right now, mm -hmm. that's what I just said would rub that person the wrong way. Uh, but um, th there's one little thing that I think they overlook when they're talking about the environment. Mm -hmm. Humans are a part of the environment. Of okay? course. So you can't ignore humans, the needs of humans. 
So whoever that is saying what he's saying, or her, whoever it is, is being ridiculous. And one yeah. of the things is too, it's all about trying to find that real right balance. Because yes, we understand that there's going to be some environmental impacts at some point in time. Some of it's going to be negative, but how can we lower it all together? And, um, you know, that's what that EIA is going to achieve to try to figure out, okay, this is, these are the best options and that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah and, th and that's right. why, again, I, I really can't say how I feel about it because I don't have enough information. And that's why I'm hoping that the EIA for me will give me um, as much information as possible. Yeah. It It'll it'll either say that here's here's an issue, mm -hmm. here's how we can mitigate it, or there isn't any practical way to mitigate that. So you have to shift from this particular spot to some other part in order to uh, mitigate against whatever it might be. Um, but you remember when? Um, Minister Brian and Anton came on the air and they they were they were complaining about a comment that Gina had made. Um, the comment she had made was or or if the road would be built. But the or if is not what the EIA is about. How to build it is what the EIA about was is about, and that's why they objected to that comment that she made. Remember that? Mm, mm, I don't, but well, well, both Minister Panton uh -huh. and Minister Brian, because I I cannot remember exactly. It was I don't remember exactly if if she was being who she was being interviewed by, uh -huh. but she made the comment saying that she was waiting on the EIA and she was trying to explain it. Like, what is it? What is it, what is it about? Right. And then she said that it's, it's to, to say how you go about building it. Yes. And then she added saying, or if it would be built and it's the, or if is what they objected to. Ah, okay. Because it's, it's not about that. It's not about if we're going to build a road. We need a road. Well, it, it might mean that the road doesn't go in that particular area, or yeah, but, that, but but saying if we build the road is not the way you say right. Well, the road shouldn't go there. That that's that would yeah. be absolutely poor communication. Yeah, but I'm sure that that's exactly what she meant. Hopefully, it is what she meant. <laughs> We can certainly, we'll certainly ask her the next time she's on the program. 936, folks, 2626 is the um, the telephone number. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you've got to listen very, very keenly. And you know what, Kevin? There are times when we say something and it doesn't quite come out, like it doesn't convey exactly what it is that we're trying to say. So that's all part of, of communicating, I feel like. It happens uh, all the time, even to yeah. the best speakers. Um, you know, there are times, you, you, and sometimes you say something and you actually say the actual opposite thing without even thinking of it. And you don't even have an, an idea until someone might call you out or if no mm -hmm. one calls you out, you don't even know that you actually misspoke. So it certainly 
something that happens to anyone, whether you're a new speaker or someone that's been speaking for 20, mm -hmm. 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be very conscious and deliberate about what you're saying um, and listen to yourself as you're saying it. And that's not always as easy as you think, because again, like in my case, sometimes I'll get like a name wrong. I know the other day I was talking about the pilot and I kept um, saying some other name. And that's because my brain was, had a little bit too much going on, you know, trying to do stuff here. And if I'm not like, okay, just take a minute. Don't touch anything. Don't read any other messages. Just really focus and listen to yourself and what it is that you're saying. That's one of the great things when I took Toastmasters that I really gained as an asset from being a member of Toastmasters is the ability to listen to yourself, right? Not just hear yourself, but to listen because I didn't realize, for example, and I know that I still do it quite a bit, that I use a lot of crutch words, especially when my brain is engaged too much. So I'll be like, um, oh, you know, like really, and there's some words that I'm like very, very repetitive with, right? I'm not at my best when I'm doing that, when I'm communicating. And that is because I'm not really focused on what it is that I'm saying. Yep. Good and, morning, Colin. This is also quite different than what you are also doing now because yes. you are controlled. You have your little notes in front of you. you That's have prepared speeches and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But one, you're reading WhatsApp messages. You're reading social media comments. You're yep. getting phone calls. You have so many other environmental factors that are now part of it that, I mean, you're multitasking. And, yes. and none, none of this is scripted, by the way. Um, a lot of people don't know that I actually, and I'm going to say this, it's going to sound a little bit crazy. Most of the shows that I do, there is zero preparation in the sense that I'm not sitting down here saying, I'm going to talk about this and that I need to, you know, it's very, very organic and fluid. And that's why sometimes even when people send me a video, I don't watch the video beforehand because I want you guys to see my authentic and true response to the video. Of course, I might say to Kevin, please screen this, make sure there's no profanity in it. And then I'm watching it for the first time, the same time that you guys are watching it because I want my response to be honest and authentic. Not something that I've had a whole day to like really, really think about and to process. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandra. How are you today? Not Good bad. Morning, How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, I, with interest, listened to what Danny had to say regarding the East-West Arteria, mm -hmm. and I've been listening to your comments as well. Um, you know, Danny's comment as it pertains to, but when he said, you know, that people need to understand that that we are part of the environment, mm -hmm. it goes both ways. Um, a lot of times when people are not conscious or caring about the environment, they seem to forget that we humans are part of it. Mm -hmm. We are, you know, if you're going to look at it from a biblical standpoint, we are to be stewards of our, of our environment. Mm -hmm. We are the caretakers. Mm -hmm. That being said, I don't think that there is even the slightest question that The, the roadways for the eastern districts mm -hmm. are not able to withstand the load that they have nowadays. If you look at Borden Town proper itself, mm -hmm. it, it's it's just not doable anymore. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, they were they were designed long, for that. Long gone. Yeah. You know, so the need is definitively there. Right. Um. And, and, and even at, if let, let me just yeah. say this because I see yeah. Miss Brenda saying, you know, do we actually believe? Does anybody believe that building more roads is going to? Um, does anyone on here believe that building another road will ease the traffic problems? Of course it will. Yes. Of course it will. <laughs> there's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no two ways about it because our existing I mean, infrastructure was not at the time that you know we had these roads and this infrastructure created. Our population size wasn't anywhere near this. Even if we did not import a single additional car and you said, okay, just fix the bus system. They're not even designed for proper public transportation. I agree. So, you know, um, we, you know, we have look to look at, at something in terms yeah, of road it, infrastructure. It's not the only answer. We have to have it. It is, it, it, once again, modern town. I mean, as somebody who drives that road daily, it, it is extremely dangerous. It, it has destroyed the, whoever is living in that area's quality of life. And I'm not even talking about the people who are trying to get to work at this, at this moment. I'm talking about, for one thing, as Dennis said, you know, when you have one crash, when you have one traffic incident, mm -hmm. everything gets held up. There's no alternative route. Yeah. I would quickly say this. A lot of the folks who are on the side of no, no, no road have no problem and had no problem with the infrastructure, for better or worse, legitimate or illeg illegitimate, that has happened on the western side of the island. But when it comes to the eastern side of the island, they seem to be under the impression that no, that has to be all kept wild, while those on the west side and take out the vast majority of Cayman's red mangrove estuaries. Now, on the opposing side, you have the folks who are just push it through, push it through, push it through, no matter what the cost is, right? We're, we're, once again, we're, we're, we're looking at two extremes and the common sense is lost. Yeah. And, I, and that's the, why when I say that there's balance, when I say that there's balance that's required, you know, I think no, for is. situations I, like I this, you know, if you're objective about it, you can see that the balance has to be struck. I mean, somewhere, yeah. Sustainable Cayman did come up with an alternative route where the road ran a little bit further south, um, and it had much less impact on the the central mangrove wetland system, which is where the Department of Environment has had um, has had their concerns. I I think that their suggestion should be taken seriously by the powers that be. I don't think that it has. There has been no impetus as far as I am aware to, to, you know, to look at that from the perspective of the environmental impact assessment. Mm -hmm. But that is a solution. So, I mean, on one side we have one extreme, on the other side we have the other extreme, mm -hmm. and for years and years and years and years, this issue has been compounded and compounded, and we do need to move forward. Right. Now, now Jon Jonathan, Jonathan, let me ask but, you a question, right? Yeah, yeah. When you, you talked about West Bay, the development in West Bay, when West Bay yeah. got the benefit of the um, Harkwell, right? Their, their bypass. Yeah. Uh -huh. Did it ease traffic in West Bay, 
Of course it did. Of course it did. That's why I don't understand how people think that having an alternative route is not going to ease traffic for the eastern districts as well. And as a okay. matter as a matter of fact, from, from that perspective, Sandra. Yes. You know, look, Hello. one of the one of the common refrains is that yeah, well, you can put in those roads, and you will we will still have the bottleneck that is at Hurley's roundabout. Now, I, I'll repeat, I've said it to you personally before, and I've said it to other people. The only solution there that's going to allow for the free flow of traffic headed west in the morning and headed east in the afternoon is going to be a vehicular overpass. That's really the only solution there. Whether or not it will be implemented is another story. Whether or not people's minds are open to that concept is another story. But yes, as Ms. Archer says, Will that solve the whole problem? No, it will not. However, we do need that alternative route to and from the eastern districts. That 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 is that's not a that's not a question. Mm -hmm. That 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 is a certainty. What we need is to find the best way forward. But we're not going to find the best way forward if we have one extreme beaten mm -hmm. up. Another extreme, the common sense is lost in the middle. I, mm -hmm. I really, I'd I, I suggest to you, Sandra, take a look at what Sustainable Cayman came up with as a option. Where they is, actually is that the one where the they said um, put it going through closer to Pedro? That route was that the one because no. somebody, some no. group had recommended that, and I'd actually spoken sure. to NRA and stuff about that, and they. They did tell me, and I can't remember off the top of my head now, why that was completely not feasible. And what they actually said is that it was so interesting that an environmental group was making that recommendation because um, they then yeah, pointed that's out- the one little last piece of, of ancient forest out there. Basically, they were trying to talk about bringing it up through Mont's Road. Yeah, and, and, and they were like, that, that so doesn't that have- They're like, that doesn't have less of an environmental impact. They're like, this is coming from an environmental group. Are they crazy? So, no, I mean, exactly, you know, no. it's, it's about, I think a lot of it is Cayman, about educating yourself, right? Yeah. No, the sustainable Cayman uh, option that they put forth, Sandra, has more to do with the, it, it starts at, you know, the end of the bypass there and goes on where they've already started clearing. It's just that they actually move the road, um, Frank Sound area, you know, further south where it was less of it, where it would be less of an impact on the central mangrove wetland system and also the southern extremity of what we would call the mastic grounds, right? Mm -hmm. That is a good um, compromise, I guess, would be a, would be a, a, a word to describe it, mm -hmm. that it could be. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I, I hope that the powers that be will actually look at that. However, if they look at that and then they take another half a decade to do an <laughs> EIA on that, wow. then we, 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 we're back into a, into a big bag of problems. Yeah. It needs and, to be and, done. And, and we, we can assume that any, any project like this is going to be a whole generation of us waiting <laughs> for a solution. But thank you, Jonathan. We do have another caller yeah. on the line All as right, well. I'll thank be, you so much. Fair enough. All right, caller. Good morning. Oh, did they hang up? Oh gosh. I yeah, think that, Sandy, yeah. One of the the, mm -hmm. the, the way to fix the road 
traffic issues in Cayman. I mean, there's not one fix all. I mean, it's exactly. very, very clear. It's all but of these things. A road is not going to just completely fix it. Yes, it will certainly reduce the traffic. But what I don't hear, the conversation does not go in a direction where I feel it really needs to go in, where we need not we need a, a, a master plan on how we're going to fully address Cayman Road problems, which means we need to... <laughs> start having the conversation about really encouraging and everybody actually not just encouraging, but doing businesses, doing some sort of hybrid working for staff that don't need to be going to town and stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They need to decentralize a lot yeah. of the government yes. offices and have yeah, a problem. One second. One second, Kevin. Yes, sir. Good morning, ma'am. Morning. The problem is not other other town, ma'am. It's in town, Cayman, only designed for a certain amount of cars. The, the people need to realize that they're not realizing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The problem is in town, not out of town. Yeah, and exactly what yes. the call is. Come out of yeah. with much road to build. They're not going to make no difference. Well, it'll, it'll make on. a difference, but I think, as Kevin says, there's more than one thing that needs to be um, discussed this morning as well. Yep. The problem is they need to get some of the cars on the road, too much cars on the road came on and yeah, made there's, for that. There's more than one solution. They have to realize that it don't the problem is is when you come in crew road and in town that with the traffic box up, box up. Yeah. Came on its way to how 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 big is Cayman? Came on in Miami or New York or Canada and then places there. No. That way they're making a mistake. Mm -hmm. They trying they they trying to a small place into a big place, it can't happen. Came on a made for that, as you can see. Only, only a person that don't got no sense don't realize that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I mean, for sure. There, there's, there's more than one, like most problems in life, there's not a single solution that is going to adequately address the problem. Yep. All right, caller, thank the, you. We the, do have another The only solution, hello, hello, hello. Yes, sir. The only solution is that you take some of the cars off the road, too much cars on the road. That is the whole point. All right. Thank, thank you, ma'am. We appreciate it. So we do have a WhatsApp caller, and then we're going to go back to the straight line. We've got another caller there as well. Good morning, WhatsApp caller. Hello? Yes, sir. Good morning. Morning, Sandra. How are you doing? Oh, that person hung up. They keep hanging up. Morning. How are you? Uh, not too bad, my dear. Um, listen, just real quick, um, quick, quick question for you. Mm -hmm. if, if you buy a 16-ounce bottle of wine, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you all have the standard neck size, the hole that you pour the bottle, the, pour the wine out of, and you buy a 24-ounce bottle of wine with the same um, neck bo uh, bottleneck, mm -hmm. do you think, you, you think you're going to get more wine out of that bottle or, or sorry, uh, or get it to come out at the same rate or, or quicker than you would the smaller bottle of wine? Uh, the top of the bottle is still the same? The both 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 ends of the bottle are the same. Mm -hmm. Just one holds more wine than the other. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, it's going to still... Exactly, right? It'll still come out at the same flowing rate. Mm -hmm. More will come out, but it'll come out at the same flowing rate. Yeah. Well, that's the same, and I and I and I and I pose it like that because that's the same problem uh, we're going to have. Everybody keeps talking about this east-west um, road, which I do believe needs to happen, and and I do believe it will happen. Question: mm -hmm. well, my, my yeah, yeah, one, one second, call. We just got another call on the other line. Hello. 
morning, sir. Hi, morning. Hello. Yes, hi. Morning. It don't matter what he's saying. The, the solution is too much cars are in. Let, let's let's be respectful now so you don't have to agree with what he says or not but you you can't no, say it doesn't me, matter what he actually, says let me actually just finish my thought i, I really don't care whether he agree or disagree because i <laughs> think that's what this whole platform is about is yeah. your sir sir and then you can say what you want to say yeah yeah just so one second my point simply is is that if you any reason sir how big is your man how big is your man all right all right hold on let me let me just disconnect eddie take a breath yeah. i've just disconnected him i don't know if he can't hear you properly oh, or no, why he he's jumping he <laughs> and why he's jumping in so, but i'm going to moderate that situation is, we'll call him when you're done the fact of the matter is is and, and uh, my tolerance level on the ignorance is, is non-existent these days um so so my, my apologies for the outburst, but seriously. Um, the, the, the point of the matter is, is that you have to have a solution for the Grand Harbor bottleneck. This road will not work in terms of what people think it will do if it is not fixed. And but, I, don't know but, what the NRA, I, don't, I do not know what the NRA solution for that is. Well, they, they said they've got solutions coming for I mean, Grand Harbor. I mean, I look, look at look at the amazing stuff that they've done with um, beyond I, Grand I, Harbor. I don't know that they have a solution. I think that they have a band-aid so far, right? They've done. Let me tell you, they've worked some, they've worked some miracles on on trying to make something happen. It's basically what we're doing with the NRA is tying both hands behind their back and asking them to swim across the Atlantic. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to use an analogy, so please don't. Please don't take this as being as an indictment on the NRA. Yeah. Uh, NRA, NRA can only perform so much uh, given well, the resources and budgets yes. that they're given. But the reality is, again, and the point that I want to reiterate is that even if we do this east-west road, which, we, again, we need to do, it will not work in its intent, uh, as intended or as people think it's going to work unless there is a um, solution for the, the bottleneck. And now I don't mean a band-aid solution. I mean a proper one where you're not, you know, yes. taking over ad additional lanes. And therein lies the problem. So when people get their road, the government runs the risk of still having uproar on their hands because all of a sudden now, yeah, we don't have a 20-mile line of traffic. We now have a 10-mile line of traffic, but we got two lanes of 10 miles of traffic. Still the same problem. All right. And so once we get that fast, yes. we can go through there. And that gentleman wants to disagree with me. <laughs> that's fine. That's what we're all about. Yes. Just, I can't, you know. Anyway, have a great day. Appreciate it. Uh, like I said, folks, it's really a question of how you uh, you disagree. No, nobody has um, an issue with you know. Everybody, like you know, what has an opinion, and so we're all entitled to our opinions. Opinions are opinions; they're not facts. People are entitled to it, but. Like I was saying earlier, it really is a question of how you um, communicate those opinions with each other. So let's give him a call back and I'll give him Hello. his... Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Oh, gosh. Sorry. I, I don't know if that was deliberate, but I was put on the back burner. No, actually, I didn't even I didn't even know you were there. Yes, I was here. Yeah. 
I was here first. Well, actually, that other caller has been trying to call for 10 minutes, but go ahead. And then before I say anything else, let me just ask you, you were speaking about not like things to be controlled. What made you think that I do? Eh? To chuck me up, put me on the back of the burner, and just turn the fire up on me and leave me there. <laughs> what? Oh, that's what it felt like. Oh, anyway, well, I just, I I just to say, I'm not in the room with either of the previous callers. However, okay. they did touch on a couple of things that I intend to say, and you know, it's already my thought, so I'm going to say it. I don't want anyone to believe that I am against improving the roads. A lot of our roads need improving, but we can build a million new roads. It is not going to solve the traffic problem that we are experiencing. What we need to do is address the problem. And once the problem is addressed and they try to resolve it, because it's not going to be a quick fix, and the problem is that we have too many vehicles on the road at the same time. Mm -hmm. That comes as a result of us being now overpopulated and continuing to be overpopulated. So it doesn't matter how many new roads you put in. You may get a smooth ride for maybe the first couple of miles, but then when you meet that jam in every roundabout, and let me just say, I think the roundabout is probably the worst idea they could have put in Cayman. <clears throat> um, but once you reach those roundabouts and people are confused about how to use them or where they're going and so and so, that is another problem and another accident which mm -hmm. backs up the traffic. I will say this, especially from the eastern end, that should have been looked at a long time ago. And yes, I agree, the roads need to improve. But to repeat myself, if you're putting in a new road with the idea, thought, hope, dream, or whatever, mm -hmm. that is going to alleviate the traffic <coughs> problem. Please, I beg you, do not waste the people's money. That's not going to work. We have to be transparent about this. Some people are not going to like it, but we have to think. We have long term. We have a serious traffic problem. Let us address that. Traffic problem has come because we have too many people here on island. Look around, Sandra. Every yard you pass, it's got six or seven cars in the yard. Most of them are probably yards that have rentals, or it could be a big family. But all of those cars are on the road at the same time, trying to get to the same place for the same time. Mm -hmm. So let us okay. address the problem. We don't <coughs> think we're, we're tired of brain injuries, trying to be remedied with God. Mm -hmm. and everybody wanting to build something to have their name put on it. We don't need that anymore. We'll give that to you. Give us what we need. Anyway, have a good day. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, you know what? If you create a virtual highway, you can put your name on it. It's like the mall road. <laughs>
<laughs> no, no physical road needed. Uh, sir, just give me one second. I do want to call the other guy back who had been calling uh, for quite some time now. He's called at least four times this morning. So we want to give him. Uh, sorry. You, you want me to wait? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't mind, um, let's just give him. And I, and I saw Denny trying to call back as well. So we're trying to get everybody and give everyone an opportunity. All right. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good morning. Listen, leave them alone, make them go spend a fall of money making road, and it's still not going to solve the problem. It's still not going to solve the problem. No matter how much road you build, Cayman is way too small. They've got to start being crazy and, 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 and understand. Cayman are made for design for that or made for that. Way mm -hmm. too much cars on the road. I don't care how much more road they make. They could make like a bridge with highway. It's not going to make a difference. In town is the problem. Cayman is way too small. They must understand that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank All you right, very yeah. much. Thank you. All right. Uh, so this person on WhatsApp says, um, our population is around 81,000. The road is needed. I am enjoying getting from West Bay to Georgetown in 15 minutes, 20 minutes in traffic. And I want the same for the Eastern districts. That's what somebody said who comes from West. Uh, good morning, there caller. You go. mm -hmm. Hi again. Sandra. Hi. I, the gentleman, I believe you said his name is Mr. Eddie, uh, um, who was talking previously. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. So okay. what he's saying, what Miss Archer is saying is correct from the standpoint that the East-West bypass is not going to be the panacea. It's not going to be the be-all and, and I, the end I don't all. think anybody has ever said that it would. This is why I'm listening to some callers, yeah. and, and you know what comes to my mind, um, Jonathan? There's something called managing expectations, right? And yeah. this is where you clearly communicate what something is going to accomplish, what it is, what it is designed to do. And if we're not managing expectations, whether it is as a country, as government, whatever, then our people are always going to be complaining <laughs> for, for no real reason. No one has said when it comes to traffic management that the east-west arterial, if it is built, is going to be like, oh, manna from heaven. No one has exactly. said it's that. one part of what needs to be done. Yes. It's just a part of it. Yeah. It's a part of it. The, 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 we the need proper traffic. Of, of, we need a proper public transport system. We need to have some of sort of exactly. restrictions on the importation of vehicles. And here's the thing about it, right? It the is unrealistic. It is unrealistic to think that our population is going to decrease. Now, they say we have 1,000 less work permits. I don't know exactly how that happened in the space of a month. That's probably all the fraudulent ones that people didn't have work for those people in any event. But um, having said that, you know, there are very few populations that retract or get smaller. And when that happens, those countries start begging people and paying people to come so that they can have population growth so that they can continue to develop. Development is necessary. It is a question of pacing it properly. Pumping the brakes, I think the problem with us, if we've just been on this super fast highway of development with no consideration for anything else, it's been uncontrollable. And in my mind, that's a very different situation. Cayman doesn't uh, have an have overpopulation problem. It's not uncontrollable. It has been 
uncontrolled. Well, y- yes, 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 absolutely. We don't have an overpopulation problem. We've had an influx in a short period of time that is making the average Caymanian feel like, oh my God, I can't take this. Like it's too much. It's everybody. It's everybody who is feeling the the overall loss of quality of life as a result of this. We have seen Cayman. Cayman, I've seen a statistic that has said that Cayman is by ratio, by our population, has seen our population increase more than any other place on earth in the amount of time that we have seen our population increase. Mm-hmm. It has been a gold rush mentality for decades now in Cayman. And because of that purposeful ignoring of foresight, not not incompetent, it has been a purposeful ignoring of foresight and the need for infrastructure, regardless of what type of infrastructure it is, to keep up with that and mm-hmm. to find that balance. That is where we find ourselves now. And of course, what are you going to start to? What, what, what do people expect? Start kicking people off the island? Mm-hmm. Cayman has, we are in this position now. Mm-hmm. So we have to find solutions and we yeah. have to get real about the way forward. And absolutely, we have to be more careful about how many people are coming to Cayman. The, the question of development in Cayman, it, it, it is actually unsustainable what is happening here in Cayman. Mm-hmm. People seem to think that, for instance, the construction industry can just keep on going into perpetuity mm-hmm. and building up massive, massive housing complexes. It, it can't, it's not sustainable for this to continue you have a lot of folks who make a lot of money off of it and they're not concerned mm-hmm. with the consequences long-term and or medium-term that are coming with that. Yep, even, and, even but, in terms of the environment. This is what we were saying yesterday. Like, There's some real impactful things that are actually happening. And so we need to consider. Now, here, here's something that someone said, which I think is very, very interesting. Um, they said, we had a master ground control. Linford came up with that plan. And it wasn't implemented. And and this is where we need to address the political arm of this country. Because they are part of the problem. We've had solutions on the books sometimes for 30 years that have never been implemented because they are too busy in a pissing competition with each other and trying to outdo each other. And every single time a new politician gets in, a new political party gets in, they scratch everything that had been laid before them, every foundation, every research, everything, and they want to start all over again. And we can't continue doing that. That is a recipe for disaster. And that's exactly what we've been doing. And to this person's point, they said Arden did the West Bay bypass first uh, cause at the time, first cause, I think that might be something else, but it was the worst traffic. And then it has taken them another 20 years to restart the East-West, 20 years to restart the discussion. This is madness. It's no wonder we feel like we have some serious traffic problems if it's taken an average of 30 years to do anything infrastructure-wise. Come on, folks. And, and I agree that there's you know, been a lot of failure in the past. And there's a lot of, you know, we know that there's so many things that what the issue is, we, we know what those issues are. The thing is now, 
We need to start looking forward and how we're going to be fixing these issues. And it's not going to be just the government. It's not just NRA to mm-hmm. be able to fix these issues. It's going to have to be everybody do their part in order to fix the issue. Again, yeah. I mentioned the hybrid working environments. Yes. Staggered school yes. hours is one way to help take some of that traffic off the road. Here in Florida, the elementary schools are eight to three. Middle schools are nine fifteen to four fifteen. High schools from eight thirty to two. So you you you're you're not having everybody going to you know you know town at the same exact time. Yeah. You gotta decentralize the government um from one location in yeah. town for all of your government business. You need and, to have satellite yeah. offices outside. And Kevin, of- the, the one about school. I mean, listen, when there is no school traffic. We're all fine, actually. Yeah. So that tells you how much the school traffic it's is impacting actually traffic. impacting yeah. us in the mornings. Yeah. Why and, and is well, that? Yeah. And we do need better tra- public transportation um, as well, too. We have so many um, workers there in Cayman that do not also have a vehicle that really need public transportation as well, too. Um, and if you have a better public transportation system, you're going to, again, lower the amount of cars that's on the road. So, I mean, if everybody has a part to play, yeah. the, the, the workforce, again, if, if someone is not needed inside their office downtown or whatever, don't need them to come to the office. Let them go remote. Exactly. You can still distract your employees. Just, just like somebody progress. mentioned that earlier, what about the lessons we learned during COVID? Yeah. You know, earlier in the program, um, Jonathan, I'm going to read a few comments. I don't know if you want to hang on, but I'll let you go. Um, I, let me just say this before I go. Mm-hmm. As Kevin is saying, as we have talked about, the solutions are multiple. Are multiple. Yeah. Public transport transportation, yes, that needs to be implemented. Mm-hmm. Remote work where it is possible, yes, that needs to be implemented mm-hmm. or, or, or pushed forward. Staggering work times as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Staggering school transportation in the yep. morning, that's a possibility. However, there are intricacies there, y'all, that make everything to implement those difficult. It's not going to deal with the fact that, you know, a lot of it is a service industry. A lot of what we're talking about with the traffic is is trucking that is going from the eastern districts to the western districts through town. That's not going to change. I, I'll, I'll just say this, going back really quickly. The political spectrum we have here in Cayman is allowed to be, <laughs> it's, it's influenced by illegitimate and often paid for influence pandering is what is happening. So there, we're, we're, we don't have a system here where we have those people actually acting in the well-being and interest of the Cayman Islands as a whole. Mm. And that is an issue which goes to the root, which is different. That well, it's it's a root cause. But I'll just let me just say this, let, please, Sandra. Uh-huh. The only solution for the bottleneck at Hurley's is a vehicular overpass. That is the only thing which is going to allow for the free flow of traffic from both directions. That is the solution that we need, and I'd love to see that conversation happen and people open their eyes to that reality. That's the only thing that's going to help the bottleneck. All right. The only thing. Thank you very much. All right. We have a few comments here. Um, Alberto says the private sector needs to get on board. 
and allow remote working for applicable rules. Uh, the then ferry cars to Newland slash Northside, build the road until the end until the areas of environmental concerns for now. Um, too many imported people, says Sandra. Gabby says so true. Japan is going through that right now. Too much elderly people, and I think you know when we start to talk about population control. Um, yeah, you know we we have to be again cognizant because a lot of times this happens with situations of unintended consequences. You know, we don't think about what those unintended consequences are until it happens. It's like China. You know, they were trying to do population control and had the one child policy. Um, And look at the unintended consequences of that. There's some serious social issues in uh, China as a result of their one child only policy. And I mean, it's 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 really horrific. Let's not talk about the massacring of probably millions of female children because their value went down. If you can only have one child, you are going to ensure that that one child is a boy. Um, so a lot of children have, a lot of babies have been killed and aborted and killed at birth because unfortunately they did not, they were not fortunate enough to be born with a little peepee. And so, you know, the, these things are important. But even now, decades on, there are some serious social implications. You have all these men, who they're going to be marrying and having children with for the next generations to come. It's just absolutely crazy how we think in the moment that something sounds like a good idea and we don't recognize the unintended consequences of that. Population growth and control are things, in my opinion, that have to be managed. To say, let's just put a stop to importing all people because we're at capacity. That has a trickle-down effect on everything, especially the one thing that you guys complain about every single day here, which is the cost of living. Caller, good morning. Good morning, Donnie. How are you? Not bad. How are you? I am sounding like you. Um, no, I just wanted to <laughs> all, give a all quick stuffed up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to give a quick chime in from the Western side. I'm geographically challenged. I live out in the West. I'm going to call it the West. Um, you know, I I can speak to the traffic, um, I guess, on this side. And, you know, um, in terms of what uh, Jonathan was saying, but I also see the fairness perspective. I just want to touch on a couple of things. I was of the era where um, we had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning be on the bus by 6.15 to get to school for 8.30. Oh, um, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. I didn't yeah. know there was no quality of life. Um, and what, what, how, long ago, how long ago was that, caller? I think I was on the Your Your um, connection's a little poor. Say that again. I don't know. I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're moving around or what you're doing, but your, the quality of the call just kind of went a little gibberish. Sorry, I, I have no idea. I'm standing in one place. Oh, okay. Um, that sounds better. It may be like maybe my carrier. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I was of the era and it was that 2000 um, period. But don't forget that. So, so 20, 24 okay. years ago, you were ha- you were having to get up at five o'clock in the morning to get ready for school? Yeah. Yeah. And w- which, yeah. which district, which district were you, um, which district were you living in? I was commuting from West Bay to Georgetown to George and John Gray. But I mean, my parents both worked in town. So, I mean, 
they wouldn't even venture to go to Walker's Road to give us a ride. Like, we had to take the bus. We had one aunt who, I guess she kind of had, like, run of the mill where she worked. And some days she was able to take us. But for the most part, we were transported by the bus. Um, my dad, my dad did work for himself. So I also quite a bit of times, you know, got to work with him. But if you didn't get, if you weren't, and I remember, you know, um, the bus driver saying at 7.05, we, we got to be at the four-way stop. And like in Olympic, you had to be on the bus. So yeah. I do feel it for the people out in, in that eastern, in the eastern districts and the quality of life that they must, that, that they must be having because let me tell you, there is nobody more right than Siobhan Hyde <coughs> on uh, on a morning when, um, you know, my children are dilly-dallying and we just get out of the house past 7, 10 in the morning because both of my kids are in school on the Smith Road, Walker's Road um, side of things. And right. let me tell you, people will block that road right there by the cricket, cricket pitch. Uh-huh. I mean, coming from... I would say the Bobby Thompson. And I mean, they will block that sucker up. You can't turn left. You can't mm. come through the light to go toward Crew Road. And I do feel it for them. I too believe that the environment is important. Like, uh-huh. um, I had a friend uh, visit recently where I took her to hell. And she goes, well, how come they're not developing it? I said, because they're afraid of me. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let me be clear. My dad's a builder. He's a developer. I am pro-development, but I am pro-sustainable development. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just like the previous caller said, Jonathan, you know, it's not uncontrollable. It's been uncontrolled. And they've just been allowed to run amok. And right to your point, they've mm-hmm. just been on this go, 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 go. But remember, if you don't have a plan, you are planning to fail. We've mm-hmm. not had a development. We've not had a development plan. We've not. I think it must be 1970. I, I could be wrong. Somebody feel free to correct me. But <coughs> I, I think it was from the 70s. And I mean, that was when uh, back in the day, I'm going to call it some of the old hotels, Aqua Beach, Aqua Bay, Plantation Village. Villas, um, those hotels, three stories was a big deal. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. Now we're hitting 10, 15 stories. I mean, and I'm going to agree with Ms. Brenda. We are all populated. So to say that we can't, we, you know, we need more people to stretch the cost of student, to stretch the cost of living so that we can survive. Well, you know how I feel about that. Um, but no, I don't believe bringing in more people is a solution. And I also agree with her that if it all clogs up at one place, then really would be a huge benefit. I mean, once they get down to, um, you know, I think that they thought that roundabout, the, uh, the Hurley's roundabout, like, that was going to be the road to heaven. What if it bottlenecks right there? Just like the other previous caller said, if you've got 24 ounces of wine, you could actually dump it out, top, top off the bottle, dump it out all at once. It'll come out faster, but guess what? It'll still only be 24 ounces of wine, and it'll it'll come out faster, but it'll all go to the same place. And if you don't have it dispersing into other other areas, I mean... I, for the first time, I actually got on to the um, airport connector road mm-hmm. at, um, from the airport. And I, I was looking around. I thought I was in a different city. I said, wow, I didn't know we had all this road space behind him. So, I mean, there, there may be options. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I don't want to come across as, um, you know, that, that I am an expert. But I will tell you, in, in exchange for, I guess, better quality of life in terms of traffic, 
um, we've lost the entire, entire beach view on our route. Not only because we've traded that land, but now we've allowed that developer as well to develop every piece of land on that Mabi, every sidewalk, and then some. All right, so, here's a comment. Let me, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Ms. Brenda has a comment here, and you live in West Bay. Mm -hmm. She says people in West Bay don't experience the traffic problem that people in Savannah, Bodentown, Northside, and East End deal with every day, twice a day. I have friends who live in West Bay, and they tell me that they can get up at 7 a.m. and be at work at 8 a.m. But that wasn't always the case. I, I've lived now. I'm not a West Bay, to be clear. I'm a Georgetowner. But when I first moved to Cayman, I was living in West Bay, and the traffic was horrendous. And the traffic was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It was just you like what it is from the you, Eastern you Districts. I, absolutely. So I, I can't empathize with those people. I can't empathize with them. I'm telling you, there is no bottom more rice than Siobhan Hyde in a little bit of traffic. I be directing people out of West Bay. Do not move. Do not come. We got crackheads. We got robbers. We got all sorts. Do not come. <laughs> I do not want that fear. I do not. Siobhan is saying she, she's going to not we sell West Bay. We <laughs> no, you know, no, West no, Bay is officially full, here. folks. It is cold yeah, past the border. Can't take a message. Yes, I remember a time West Bay also, if you had a Northwestern. Siobhan, now you got some criminals listening to you. Yeah, yeah, Siobhan, that's how we 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 we, we keep the gang activity what? going. Yeah, keep them out of West Bay. <laughs> well, well, I don't. Well, we, I don't. I'm not advocating for keeping the gang activity going. Um, yeah, never heard Siobhan being pulled up and no gang activity. Oh, yeah, never God. heard that Siobhan Hyde was shot. Um, but but I I ain't messing with that. The, the reasons oh, not to live in West but, Bay. But, but exactly, exactly. That may be one of us. All right, my right? dear. But, Oh, I want to take a quick second to digress, right? So we talked about, I think the previous call. Wait, we do have another call on the line as well, that. Siobhan. Just FYI. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That 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 but that's your quick, gentle that's your that. gentle cue to start to wrap it up. I will. We want to <laughs> touch on the work from home, right? I mean, yes. If we worked from home, I'm currently working from home. I'm not very well. I'm on my nebulizer today, but. People now know, and the world knows, that you can run a multi-million dollar corporation in one end of the world to the other. Yeah, working yeah. From your no, nomad, nomad I, travelers. Everybody nothing, can be working remotely. Nothing. COVID proved and, um, that it can be done. You and go. you know, in the United and, States of America, a lot of companies are getting all salty and upset because workers do not want to return to the traditional yeah. work environment office nine to five, sitting in some cubicle, sharing germs with each other and being disrupted by their coworkers. They want to stay at home. They want to be in Timbuktu, sitting on a beach and being a nomad worker and still getting the work done. And but so we, we need a complete shift bring... and it's not just Cayman. The entire world needs a complete oh, shift absolutely. in mindset but, but I wanna, but about I, but this. But we need to start here. But we need to start here. I ain't worried about to fix the world's problems. We need to fix Cayman's problems. And, you know, I... Well, a lot of the companies that we work for or we work with are international com companies. So if they're not on board with remote working and whatever, I mean, you know. But big, big kudos. Let me... Thank you so much, Siobhan, for the call. Let me say um, right, a big you. shout out to the companies that have continued to allow remote working. Now, I don't know all of them. But I know that Maples and Calder is one of them. 
who allows, I think, up to three days a week, their workers can still work remotely. So the majority of their staff, they're like, we're fine with you working remotely. Because you know what? When they looked at their numbers, they were saving money. Just like we were talking about Walmart and stuff, the retail stores earlier, they were still saving money. Because staff weren't there using electricity. They already were at a capacity at the main Maples building, you know, trying to figure out where to put all these lawyers and blah, blah, blah. Hey, if you want to work at home remotely and you're still having online meetings, you're still managing, you know, your staff, you can still get work done. Your productivity level in a lot of instances actually went up. Who cares where you are actually getting the work done? I mean, give us a break, folks. Y'all need to get with the times. Yes, there's some jobs that are forward-facing that you have to show up for. But outside of that, there's a lot of stuff that can be done remotely. Look at Kevin. Kevin, Last last budget year at University of South Florida, we had an extra almost $2 million in office supplies left over in our budget um, because, again, it was budgeted for X amount, but with most of us working remotely from our homes, depending on your department, you're expected to be there to, um, my department's one day a week, which is Mondays when we have our meetings. So most departments mm-hmm. are averaging about two and then uh, others are about three, but then of course you've got your frontline ones that you can't you know, work remote. But either way, having that set up, we were able to save almost $2 million in office supplies alone. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, each college within the university, we, they would have to kind of pay rent to the university for space and stuff. Yeah. They didn't need to pay as much. And so money was saved so much. And then guess what? We all were able to get a little extra pay raise um, each yeah. Christmas and stuff because they had all this extra yeah. bit of money and then they it split makes, it up and shared it. It makes complete sense. And, you know, one of the one of the biggest um, employers or the largest employer in the island, the Cayman's government, I think that they should lead the charge by allowing more people to work remotely and i believe the the gap is Not, overpopulated anyway I, I mean i think we have office space issues right now there so that's right I mean, it government is renting place. spaces all over the place for this department that department you know obviously you have to be able to I, I think the problem with it is that most managers are used to traditional management styles so they need are to micromanagement <laughs> they need to see a person to believe that a person is actually working Right. They need to see them clicking on a keyboard to think that they're getting anything done. And so they don't trust workers to be able to work remotely and still be productive. All right. We've got another caller in the line. Good morning, caller. Uh, good morning, Sandra. Brian is here. that How you doing? Minister Brian? <laughs> that is Minister Brian. Now, you know, I'm going to have to take a big jab at you this morning. Minister Brian, you are live on the radio. <laughs> good. See? see how that works? Good morning to everybody. I just want to call in to say what a what a positive conversation this morning while we analyze the issues in respect to transportation and traffic. And I'm glad because the one thing I've, I've heard uh, being prominently highlighted is that there is no one magic solution and that balance is the key. And I know, I know that you may recall when I was Minister for Transport, I'm now the Minister for Ports, and, and the transport part has been moved to the Honorable J.E. Banks. So mm-hmm. I talked about the five, five-prong five approach, which dealt with um, uh, HSRT being one, mm-hmm. uh, public transportation being two, decentralization of government services being three, um, remote working from homes um, are trying to incentivize it, um, being three, and reduction of vehicles being five. Now, 
it didn't you didn't get to this traffic uh, congestion overnight. So it's not going to be overnightly fixed. And some of your callers are right to say that the road is not going to be the only solution. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, multiple approaches that the government has been trying to do, even from when the former premier was there. You know, we got a lot of licks for the reductions on vehicles or the limitation on old vehicles. That mm-hmm. was part of it. East-West is part of it. The civil service does have a work-from-home program that they do, and they are trying to lead the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, companies and the government are all trying to deal with that whole um, issue of some people taking advantage mm-hmm. of it. And I think that will continue to improve over time uh, where there's more opportunities to work from home. Because mm-hmm. the, like what Kevin just said, you're right, there's savings to be had in respect to not having to have so much real estate and rented for offices. So that will continue to improve with technology and uh, companies being able to certify that people are at home actually really doing the work. So what I would say from, from this conversation um, is that I'm glad to hear that we're all on the same page, that it's going, concerted efforts have to be made towards it. And the government is trying to do that. Hence the reason you see the discussions about the road, um, you know, mm-hmm. talking about the report for the transport system um, and, 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 and the reduction in cars. So hopefully over time you'll see the improvements. But the biggest one, in my humble opinion, is the decentralization of services, not only by government, but other business owners. Because I hear the discussion about the bottleneck at um, Harvey's Roundabout. But that's only a bottleneck at certain times of the day. There's mm-hmm. not always a bottleneck. You know, in the middle mm-hmm. of the day, you can go past earlys like it's not, not an issue. And what we've always had a problem with is everything is on the western side of the island. And I think that if we encourage more business to go east of the, um, the Hurley's roundabout, that we can see a lot less people having to come towards town. Now, this started even in the progressive um, administration under the leadership of Sir Alan McLaughlin, where his vision was, when I was a part of the PPM, was to build a school up there because in order for you to have people staying on one side of the island, not necessarily having to come to the western side, you need working opportunities, mm-hmm. you need working opportunities, schooling opportunities, food, entertainment, and everything else. So there would be no necessary reason to come west um, on a regular basis or no need to go east on a regular basis. So you're creating almost two towns. And, mm-hmm. and some there, there's been a position about overpopulation. And, and there's some truth to that from a management perspective. But I, I look at it as what we fail to do over time is manage the numbers that we do have in the appropriate way. Mm-hmm. Because if you had a four-bedroom house and you had six people living there, two parents and four kids. If all of them were in one bedroom, it'd be a bit cramped. But if they were spread in the house in each room and a better ratio, it wouldn't feel so crammed. And what we have done over time is not manage the spread of the resources by way of asset, natural assets and land and, and so forth uh, over time. And that's what we're trying to correct. But that correction is going to take multiple years um, and, and I don't want to make it sound like we don't have a solution coming, but it's going to take time to get there. Because a few, can I ask other... you a question, Minister? A few people have been asking yeah. this morning, what happened to the master um, transportation plan that we spent so much time trying to roll out? The master well, ground transportation I, plan. Well, I can't speak to why it wasn't uh, enacted before. I was in cabinet, but I can tell you since I've been minister, 
uh, under the Honorable former Premier Wayne Panton and now the Honorable Juliana O'Connor Connolly. One of the big reasons why that transportation plan wasn't done is the unwillingness to work with DOE to resolve the, DOE, um, the environmental impact assessment. And that's what we learned in the last two years is that the road could have gone through, but they refused to do the EIA. And therefore, with the necessary NCC laws in place, they couldn't do it. And I don't know why they didn't do it, but the Honorable Premier, Wayne Panton, the former Honorable Premier, um, did say that, listen, we're going to get this road done, but we're going to do it right with the EIA. And, and, and it has to be respected for that. Now, how long the EIA is taking is on contention right now, and I'm glad to say that, that, that both um, NRA and DOE are working together to get that resolved so we can speed this up. But remember, that's only one of five solutions. And I personally think that you were right to highlight the fact that, you know, government spends a lot of money on real estate, rental, um, and leases, that we should consider um, amalgamating that together uh, in another government building, potentially to the eastern districts. So good people of Bontown, East End, Northside, um, and, and um, yeah, those three major districts mm-hmm. could feel that maybe they can live that way, work up that side, and don't necessarily have to come to town. If they don't want to, obviously, if they want to come to town, they can come. But these are different types of approaches, and they take time because they mm-hmm. also have a financial component to it. Think about how much money it took to build a government building. Think how much money it would take for decentralization efforts to put different things um, further to the east, which is, I think is a big component of it. Um, but the transportation system is being worked on, and I'm, I'm, I'm certain that the minister will have more information in the coming months for the public. But it's taking these approaches in isolation, working hand-in-hand hand together, coming together and seeing the solutions, but also doing that at the same time as we're seeing the growth. Mm-hmm. So you, you may take two steps forward, but you only see that you're actually one foot ahead because the growth is sneaking up behind you with mm-hmm. another step. So it's the yeah. management of it. And I, and, yeah, I, mean, and I definitely want to leave the growth is outpacing this. the development. Um, yes. Know. So well, it yeah. outpaced it because we didn't do anything to think about it over time. But I want to leave you with this. I'm so happy that the conversation is positive in recognizing it's about balance, balance, and that solutions are being active. I would totally be understanded if people be upset to say, well, there's nothing in, in those five prongs mm-hmm. that I just spoke about being affected. But you can see, if you look back over the last year and a half, that we're trying to tackle each and every one of those prongs because we think collectively it will reduce the traffic congestion um, and, and transportation issues that we have and that we will start to see more relief within the next half a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in two days, two years of that is already gone. But uh, but I'm confident in the Minister for Roads that that there's a bigger part of a bigger picture that will alleviate this stuff over time. So I'll leave you there. I just said I just wanted to say positive conversation, and hopefully my my input will give a little bit of uh, more uh, understanding to the bigger picture. All right. Thank you very much. God bless. Have a good day. Okay, nine three six two six two six is the telephone number. Anne says government working from home. Uh, it does not work because the people don't answer the phone or their emails. It was hopeless during COVID. Well, honey, child, during COVID, I actually heard that, you know, people actually got onto people. A lot easier. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't my experience. I don't know what department she's dealing with, but um, probably those are the kind of people who are not going to answer their phone, even if they're at work. That's so easy to track and those employees. Goodbye. I mean, it's very, very easy yeah, to see I mean, what listen, their productivity is like. If we really want a world-class civil service, we can't just call them that. We have to set certain benchmarks, and answering your phone 
should be one said benchmark responding to emails within a certain amount of time should be this, this a benchmark. And when people are not doing those types of things in the jobs, that should be part of their performance review. And if they're not living up to it, we got a lot of unemployed Caymanians who would gladly grab those government jobs and do a very fine job at it. I'm just saying. And there's a whole lot of um, more documentation that takes place naturally from working remotely. Can't say, oh, so-and-so came to my desk and say that, and it becomes, and I, he said, she said, um, <clears throat> yeah. you know, kiss and match. It's, it's really one of those things that they'll be able to definitely document, and you have it right there. I got the email. You didn't respond. What were you doing all day? I don't see anything that you've done. And then, you know, you put them on their performance improvement plan. And if they fail that, goodbye. Get them out until you get someone else. A lot of people would love to really uh, fill that position. Absolutely. Another Um, thing I would love to see going east, because right now I think countryside is the last point where you'll be able to see any grocery stores or any banks other than the little shops that part, you know. You know, a whole mm-hmm. lot, a lot of things that you might need is just not available there. But I would love to see. I remember when I was growing up, way back when, and I think it was Hurricane Ivan that took it hurlers away out in East End. Um, there was one way out there. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we got the Fosters that is all the way across from um, yeah, Mortz, Mortz, Tortuga, and um, and the Wyndham Reef Resort. Um, but I mean, other than that, in between, there is no grocery stores, no banks. Um, I think there's you know, a little small branch up. I think that the branch is still up there for CMB. I don't remember. Is there a branch up there now? No, no, Where? Uh, Where? Just an, no, no, it's just an ATM. Never in mind. East End? In East End, yeah. There's no, no bank up there. Oh, but there, there is um, at um, East End at the um, oh, Health City. There's oh, a branch yes. in there. Mm-hmm. I forget which bank it is, but one of the banks are there. It's not CNB, but it's another bank. It's. Right. Is it but again, still far, remember. far away from Bodentown and, yeah. you know, those other areas. Because that's still a heck of a commute to get from Bodentown all the way to, let's say, Health City or, you know, all those folks in between. If you had something that's kind of in that area, you do have a hardware store um, that's there. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of closer to the Bodentown area, but there's not a whole lot. And everyone's forced to go all the way to West, to town, um, to be able to, to do some of the business that they might need to do. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, those of us who live in the Savannah, Lower Valley, even Bodentown area, a lot of people tell you, you know, they want to keep it. And this is where people, again, you've got to manage expectations. Y'all need to decide what you want. You can't have your cake and eat it too. So um, do you want it to just primarily be residential? Because every time, every time a developer comes in and says, oh, yeah, I want to put up a plaza, you know the kickback that they got for Countryside and Country Corner? Country Corner has now expanded towards the back. There's additional stores and restaurants and whatever. I didn't even realize that that was actually constructed and completed already, but there's more stuff that's going to go on back there. People, the residential people complain. They don't want it. So, you know. I, I remember one of the big arguments when Countryside was going in uh, was uh, they were saying Savannah was a dry district and they didn't want no bars or anything serving alcohol there and and that was one of the people always fighting against moments at the time. Yeah, I mean, people are always fighting against these things. And so once again, we have to decide if we're going to decentralize Georgetown, that means that there has to be these hubs. There has to be like a countryside where you can have banking, you can have a grocery store, you can have a dry cleaners, you can have your communication store, both Digicel and Flow are there. 
You know, I mean, listen, there are, there are times, I mean, I, I try not to have to physically go to any of those places if I can help it. I, I like uh, online payments. I want to pay my bills online. Big shout out to the Water Authority. They've just redone their whole online portal. You know, I want to be able to do all those things. I can't be bothered coming and standing in line at a CUC or anywhere else to pay a bill, even at the gas station, to try and pay my CUC bill. So we need to improve on the technology. We need to encourage people to get with the times because those are always the people who are feeling like they're being left behind and, and you know, oh, no, I need to go to a physical store. I need to go to a physical bank. I don't need to go to the bank. What do I need to go to the bank for? There are very little, few things that I need to go into the bank for. Most things you can do remotely now when it comes to banking, as long as the systems work. But we also have to educate our people, Kevin. We have too many people that are still of the mindset that they have to do all of these things to get anything done. I'm just saying, you know, they, they don't want to, they live in a household with four different people, you know, maybe some adult children, whatever. Nobody is uh, saying, okay, let's coordinate our grocery shopping. Let's make sure that we have one list for the week. Everybody going to the grocery whenever they feel like it, wasting gas and resources. And, you know, I think that there's a lot that can and should be done, but I think we've got to do our part um, as being part of a collective solution. So, um, you know, it's definitely a give and take, folks. So um, Gabby says, I definitely agree with that. I thought that was the whole point of the Going East initiative. Uh, Ms. Blondie, good morning, says there are persons who are working overseas for government in their own country. Yep. Uh, Cameron says, talking about money and developers getting concessions left, right, and center. Gabby says, now it seems that they want to overdevelop Red Bay and Savannah. Overdevelop how? We only have one little plaza. <laughs> so you see, th this is where, again, what do y'all really want? What do you want? If you don't know what you want, you'll just fall for anything. You got to go in it knowing exactly what is it that you would like and what compromises you're willing to make as a result of that. This person says, oh, FCIB is at Health City. They're living in this play play Amish country. This is not the frigging 1950s is what this person says. And then they sent an article, the seven benefits for remote workers, uh, both for employers and employees. I will share this in the uh, comment section. <clears throat> this, uh, you guys can check this out. So, I mean, there's lots of arguments for remote working. I think you just have to organize yourself. Well, listen, I was home yesterday. I did not leave my house, none at all. I did not crank up or push a button on any vehicle. I went nowhere. And I got a, I actually was super productive yesterday. A lot of times when I stay home, I get more done when I'm staying home and working than when I'm on the road. So I got, I got a whole bunch of files done and all kind of stuff. And for me, working from home actually allows me to free up my weekends to do more fun things because during the week, you know, I'm here helping out CMR. I'm still doing my regular, you know, bread and butter work. I'm also able to do my laundry or if I want to cook my dinner. I could do that all throughout the day. So mm -hmm. now I don't have to wait till the weekend to do all of that sort of stuff. If I want to run to the store or get my dog groomed, I could do that in the, in the daytime um, as well, too. Um, th there's been times that my boss calls me up and I'm, you know, out running errands and, you know, I, 
she knows my work's always done. But then I will put in the time, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Sometimes if I'm not sleeping, my work is always done. There's no mm. even when I get my performance reviews, they could always see. I th there's no complaints. There's no issues with me not meeting my deadlines. My productivity is there. So it really doesn't matter if I am not on that eight to five schedule. Like you know, we, we do have the ability to do that have that flexibility which is one thing i really like about the leadership of again where i work at usf is that the president of the university really understands it's so important to balance if i am comfortable and able to do what i you know need to get done for my household i'm going to then have less stress and be able to focus on on the work for the university and much better without having extra stresses mm -hmm. if we're discouraged from coming to the office if we are feeling unwell because all of our meetings like well not all now i would say a good 95 percent of our meetings are all hybrid which means we have it in person or a virtual option our board our conference rooms our meeting rooms all have webcams and stuff inside them and speaker mm -hmm. systems where we're able to see each other and communicate with each other some departments have rules where you have to be on camera others you could shut your camera off and do other things in the background but it's really encouraged for best practices to stay mm -hmm. on camera but Regardless, again, you we have that ability to be able to flex flex around our times, get things done, and it, it just works really, really well for at least me. I know not everyone can do that type of uh, work. Yeah, but some people struggle with the discipline. Yeah. Um, I have some friends okay. that have the option, but prefer to go into the office because they just cannot be productive at home. They know that they have too many distractions, yeah. or they just can't yeah. focus. Yeah. And you've got to, I mean, and to that point, Kevin, um, you know, if you intend to work remotely, you've got to have a dedicated space and some people don't have that space. Yeah. So you've got to have a dedicated workspace that is just for work. It's mm -hmm. not the, the kids playroom or in your bed, you're trying to sleep, watch TV, watch Jerry Springer and, you know, reruns and, and, and you know, work at the same time. So you've got to have a dedicated space. You have to be organized. You have to have a decent computer system and whatever. So, I mean, there are some things that have to be put in place. And I can see sometimes why employers are a little bit hesitant um, for people to work remotely because then they have to address and look at all of those elements to ensure that their workers have that so that they can be effective and, and work effectively. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. I forgot and I kind of went off somewhere else. Well, if you're not feeling completely well, you know, you can still work, but you should not be spreading your germs to anyone else. Yeah. You, your sinus is acting up or you got a little cold. I mean, you could you completely could still do what you need to do, but it's best to do it from home. So you're not taking it to someone else so they could take it home to their friends and family. So, I mean, it just works. And I don't have to take a sick day if I'm not feeling well because I might be well enough to work. Now, if I'm feeling mm -hmm. really crummy, okay, then I'll take my sick day. But I could save my sick days for a time I really need it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 9362626, we have a few minutes left in the program. Uh, Gabby says Dart has Indigo Bay, Grand Harbor, Popeyes, and Domino's. There is a Tim, Tim Horton going up, three gas stations in one area. Foster's, Wendy's, Pizza Hut, and Domino's in Savannah. What about Northside and East End? They need to push businesses out that way. You need to ask the people of Georgetown, or sorry, of East End and Northside, what do they want as well? Because a lot of them will tell you, well, I don't mind driving to Savannah for this or that. Um, my apologies. But, you know, they they don't 
they don't necessarily want it in their neighborhoods. I don't know. I mean, you got to decide. Now, um, another listener to the program made this point. They said, Sandy, a proper public transport would be a great part of the solution. The problem is we, as Caymanians, all need to have a car for every adult per household. And we need to change our thoughts on that. Uh, there is a trickle-down effect negatively for working at home, et cetera. Small businesses like restaurants, petrol station, to name a few. And to this caller, uh, listener's point about everybody needing a vehicle, you know, we're a household of two adults and we have m- multiple vehicles. And so I understand the compromise that potentially has to be made. It's very difficult sometimes depending on the nature of your job because I need to be mobile. So right now at 1030, if somebody says, oh, Sandy, you know, there's a robbery up here. I need to be able to jump in a car and go to it. My husband also works. Um, sometimes he's stationary and sometimes he's not. He's having to go to the flow data center or remote locations for his work. So we kind of need vehicles because of our job and the nature of our job making us move around a little bit. So in our case, it's more difficult to compromise on that. But there are some people who, again, they go into town, they're at the GAB building all day. The only time they would leave that building is for their one-hour lunch break. And so if you and your husband have traditional jobs or you and your daughter can you know, commute into town together and she'll pick you up for lunch and you spend time for lunch. I mean, when we used to share a car, when we had very different jobs and we shared a car and we did the commute in the morning, I enjoyed it because it was a time to talk. You know what I'm saying? You're forced to sit in the car with each other. So what else could you do but either listen to the radio, but I found that we engage in a lot of interesting conversation during the morning commute. And so it was great. Now, in terms of businesses um, suffering a negative effect working from home and small businesses, um, I don't know how small those businesses are, but they may be businesses in town. But when I work from home, you know, if I want lunch and I don't have anything in the fridge or nothing's cooked or whatever, the businesses that will benefit from me are the local businesses. So I'm going to jump in my car, go two minutes up the street to Foster's, grab something from Foster's Buffet line or whatever, or go to the restaurants in that plaza or the little one behind Savannah Gas Station. Those businesses suffer when I have to get in my car and go to town. They don't suffer when I stay home. Like yesterday, I ordered lunch, got me some chicken from um, Chill Spot here in Savannah. I only really think about Chill Spot when I'm stuck at home. And some of those um, little small mom pups do need to think a little bit creative as things evolve, where it mm-hmm. might be where they want to partner with a food delivery service or something to be able to bring the food to you. So there's there's different ways that they would have to, you know, be able to navigate the change. Because, mm-hmm. yes, culturally, we do need to probably think of some sort of vehicle importation control type stuff. And we need to figure out what that right thing is. That's mm-hmm. a long conversation for another day with a lot of discussions. And I don't even know. I don't think anyone will be able to tell you what that right, what, what that really looks like. Um, but it's going to take a lot of conversation to see how... It's going to, either way, it's going to be uncomfortable because we're not used to it. We need yeah. to really take the time and, and, and discuss the cons, the pros, and what's going to be the, the best solution or the best plan for the Cayman Islands. So, Rough C says, I'm hearing a lot of chit-chat from you two. I'm not hearing any suggestions from you two to solve the problem. Well, I think we named some. I talked about hybrid working. I talked about staggered school hours. 
I talked about better public transportation. So I talked about the vehicle import restrictions. Oh my um, God. So, I'm, are people listening? I don't, I don't know, Rusty, if you're paying attention. I'm not sure, but those are all things. I mean, okay. There's not one size fits all, there's not one solution that fixes everything. Everybody has a part <clears throat> to play in order to reduce the amount of traffic. If all these things combined together, um, mm -hmm. you know, is, is implemented, the issues would be far, far less. All right. Callers on the line. Good morning, Danny. Morning. Um, I think maybe what you need to ask roughly is what she thinks or he or she, I'm not sure who it is, um, perceives the problem to be. Because I heard you guys talking about solutions. Um, the, what I would say is this. When I called and I talked about an alternative route, Mm -hmm. I agree with what Eddie is saying, but one of the problems with having a public conversation is when you try to be concise, then you have to ask yourself, well, if I use a particular word, how strictly will someone interpret that or miss what I'm saying? And so when I say an alternative route, I don't mean that I agree with what um, uh, Minister Jay uh, proposed, which is to shift the congestion from the roundabout by King. Mm -hmm. That's, that is not a solution. You need an alternate route. An alternate route. Okay? <laughs> Moving the bottleneck is what Eddie was trying to explain with the analogy of the bottle. Mm -hmm. And and the, the problem is, is that that does need to be addressed. Um, and one of the ways is an overpass. One of the ways is to perhaps investigate the feasibility of doing uh, a tunnel under the runway and take it underground. Because the problem that we have is that our failure to develop uh, the infrastructure along with the development is that what it would cost the government to buy uh, places to, to make a road is just not feasible. So the, the problem is, is that when you look at the purpose of a road, what I hear most people saying is cars, cars, cars. But the purpose of roads is to move people by any means, including cars, but not limited to cars. And so if you, if you took away all the cars, you still need roads for people to travel. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. So the, the 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 point is is that if all of the cars are trying to be on the only road coming out of the sea at the same time every morning, not knowing which lane they want to be in every single morning, even though they do it every single day, mm -hmm. that causes problems. And you need to have an alternate route. That is what we need to focus on. And somebody just said to your point, not just to move people, but to also move people and goods. That's right. And you want to, it, and you know, the people who think that you can just somehow just take a wrench and throw it in development need to. I remember when the Cayman Islands budget crossed the $100 million mark. It was like politicians were like, whoa. Mm -hmm. You know what we're at now? We're at a billion. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, try turning off 
too many things at one time haphazardly because you're not thinking clearly about how you want to treat things. Mm-hmm. And then, then find yourself with, with budget deficits galore. You know how fast things are changing, changing came out in ways that some people might not think is connected to government's budget? We have to we have to do things not just properly, but we need to be cognizant of our reality. If we if Cayman didn't have any debt to service, we mm-hmm. could we could say, okay, yeah, would people lose jobs, turn off the income, no problem. But mm-hmm. we have debt that we have to pay. And when mm-hmm. you can't repay the debt, then you, or the complaints we're talking about become minor mm-hmm. because now people will be stepping in and telling you how to run your country. Hmm. All right, Danny, leave us there. We got another caller. Good morning, caller. Hello again, Sandra. Morning. The, the reality is for us here in Jonathan. That we are our have center you, of business development. Jonathan, let me ask you a quick question, really quickly. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. thought about getting? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a shameless plug here. Have you ever thought about getting your own show in Bobo 89.1 FM? <laughs> <laughs> They've got some space. I think you should think about it. I mean, you well, still, call still call in to our show, you. but I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, you want to help me set that up? We can do that. <laughs> I just want to say this. The, 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 the reality is that the center of business is on the West Side Island, and even if we, even if we saw every opportunity for remote working happen, I don't think it would make that much of a real difference. The reality that we have is that the West Side Island has largely been, for lack of a better term, gentrified, and you've seen, we have seen, the vast majority of folks who not even middle class, but in mm-hmm. retail industry, service industry particularly, they are all out. People live out east because it's more economical to live out east at this point. We're not going to get away from the fact that those people are always going to have to be there physically going into town to do their work. And we're not going to get away from that reality. That's the way Cayman has broken down now you know so what really has to happen is we need to have the flow but jonathan issues if we can see such a significant difference when kids just children are not going into Mm -hmm. georgetown now tell me and why why are we somebody asked this question too why are we not building schools outside of georgetown well i i because the business center, the center is on the western side of the island. I mean, yeah, there could be schools out in the eastern districts, but obviously that's not where you're not going to have folk where the vast majority of the population is taking their children out there. So but also you have a school bus system yeah. to also truck them out there to where they need to go. I, I, I'm certainly, Kevin, I'm certainly not against the idea of busing. I, I would make this point particularly as it pertains to the private schools, mm-hmm. the whole country pays for the fact that private schools themselves, 
You know, when, when a private school or schools in general have, you know, their operation going on, they should be the ones made to pay for and allow for the space for a side road for entrance and exit from their property. They're the ones who actually, all of this time, should have been made responsible for that. Not the government, not the people of the Cayman Islands. Okay? And, and Jonathan, uh, on, on, on the schools... If you look at Walker's room, snarl every day. But what's that, Kevin? Oh, I was just saying, on the schools, what they have done here, and it works quite well where I live, um, is that they have staggered the, the time school starts. So elementary school starts at 8 to 3. That's their school hours. Middle school, 9.15, and then high school, which because high school starts at 7.30 in the morning and goes to 2.30 because they're encouraging those seniors to get part-time jobs to possibly get some work experience. But that also takes yeah. away some of the extra burden that's on the roads, especially around those schools at certain points of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that, that scenario of staggering those times would definitely do. Oh, hello? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're hearing you. Yeah, no, don't that mandatory busing, obviously, because you know you, you have the, you would then get into a situation where people bring in if they're bringing their children to school, mm -hmm. then that would also have to coincide with the work times of the parents, right? Mm -hmm. So if if that was going yes, to be yes, yes, no, the busing would have to be a mandatory thing. Yeah, yeah, yes, no, because again, you have, you have, if you live within a certain proximity of the school here, there is no bus for you. You're walking, um, or your parents are dropping you off. So we have car riders, we have um, bus riders, and, and we have walkers. And so if you live within a certain perimeter of a, um, the school that you are zoned for, you are walking. No bus, or your parents are taking you. Um, the buses will take some of those who live outside of, of where, where the busing zone is. And again, you still have the option of your parents dropping you and picking you up. Um, yeah. But the thing is, once, once you split it up in that way, you still have a lot less movement because you don't have elementary, middle and high going all at the same time to school. Parents they might have a child that's in elementary, but then an, an, an another child in in high school, and then or, or middle school, and then you're you're running trying to figure, out, okay, I'm going to drop this child first. They're just going to have to wait a little longer for the school start time because all schools start at X time. Of course, Cayman only got two options: high school and primary school. They don't have a middle school anymore. Um, so again, it will look a little different in Cayman. But again, if you're moving these hours around, um, you could again. Yes, work hours might not always match up, but that's always going to be an issue. What about those work, uh, parents that work night shifts and they're off in the daytime? Not, not everybody have that nine to five. A large majority of people do. But if they're also getting the ability to do hybrid working and working from home, guess what? They have flex some flexibility as well, too. So, I mean, if, if you put all of these things combined, you, you're going to have a much better a, a better outcome when it comes to road, the roads being less Let's cut it. And I think everybody can, can appreciate and, and agree with the fact that a combined approach is necessary without a doubt. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. I, I just, yeah. All right. All right, mm -hmm. folks. Um, that's the end of the show, I feel like. Uh, 
Michelle says, how many companies who don't need to be situated in Georgetown be encouraged to relocate and a uh, long-term idea and leave apparel and restaurants, et cetera, in Georgetown for easy access for tourists? Even government buildings should be situated somewhere else. Uh, the courts as well. I think this will take a lot of people away from town, immigration included, just my thoughts. No, it doesn't fix immediate problem. Uh, the other thing um, is someone was also, you know, when we're having the discussion about the courts, one of the things that um, the chief justice brought up was the fact that, you know, she has been pushing for district courts and that is part of her long-term vision um, for this country as well. So, um, yeah. Mm -mm. What a mess. All right. Um, I think that's it in terms of comments. Somebody says with, with reliable public transport, you can get to where you need to go. Well, that is definitely a big part of the puzzle. There are all these parts of the puzzle to bring it together, but a big part of the puzzle is definitely reliable public transport. I feel like that is so incredibly critical. And uh, I don't know when we're going to get that part of the puzzle, but we will continue to wait. Again, people asking, whatever happened to that transport plan? Lots of money spent on a master ground transportation plan. Um, someone says, I seem to remember that this occurred when the Honorable Thomas Jefferson was in the Legislative Assembly. How long ago was that? Good minute. My God. Long time. And this person also says, don't forget that sometimes political will collides with civil service won't. <laughs> and how about moving some schools out of town as well? So um, without a doubt, um, a lot of suggestions this morning. Very good. So uh, we were going to talk about the port. We didn't get to talk about the port. So, um, you know, we shall um, continue the conversations. No, no solutions. Not, none of these problems happened overnight. And there, there, there are no solutions that can be deployed overnight either. Um, so I think that what will happen is, you know, we'll continue to have conversations and agitate and push for the solutions to be implemented as reasonably as they can be and as quickly as they can be. Um, and that's how, that's how we got to do it. So yeah, Kevin. Well, I just want to wish everyone a very productive week. Have a wonderful day and see you tomorrow. Okay. Beautiful. All right, folks. Um, big shout out to Kevin joined us for the show this morning because he works remotely. He's got a little bit of freedom, honey, chill, and that works out just fine for us. Um, I thank you guys so much again for, um, tuning into the program. Uh, congratulations again to Jamila for winning $150, getting the, the answer right this morning. CMR now has over 100,000 followers on uh, Facebook alone. Another, I think, 50, 60, 70 something on Instagram. It's a lot. Um, and we continue to grow all the other channels. Um, subscribe to YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, follow that platform as well. Because again, we know that you guys are here by the hundreds every single morning, certainly listening to um, the shows. So, uh, we appreciate your your involvement. Uh, you've made this the number one talk show, hands down. You're calling into the program, and you know we don't we don't have to disagree or we don't have to agree. I don't want people to think that this is like a, I don't know. It's fine to have different opinions. 
we're all individuals, right? And so opinions are in a way a dime a dozen and you're entitled to your opinion and you don't have to feel like people have to like your opinion or they have to be on board with your opinion for you to have an opinion. Just have your opinion. Be you. Nothing ain't wrong with that. I love it. Just be you. And uh, the world uh, is good with a lot of diversity and varying opinions and we all put it in the mix and I feel like you shake it, you give it a good shake and something um, positive can certainly come out of it. Um, you know, our elected officials, I feel like they have a lot of work to do. And that's why we've hired them to get some of this stuff um, put into place. Stephen Nicholson, last comment of the day, says, um, oh, Shavonda says, have your opinion. Just don't be rude about it. Um, Stephen says, obviously, I'm not in Cayman, so undecided on my decision on the new road. But the only question is to what end? Cayman needs to realize it's limited space. So consideration needs to be had about public transportation and or limit the amount of cars. The one thing that I want to say um, about the number of cars and limiting them, even that decision the other day, and I know there were a lot of people feeling a way about it. No, 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 let's not limit the amount of cars, blah, 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 blah. I can tell you that that already has had a significant impact on vehicles. Even people who are in the shipping business were like, that part of their shipping business is now dead. Because they were they were making a lot of money off of these secondhand Japanese vehicles coming in by the hundreds this week. That market, by and large, has shrunk significantly. And then there are people who now have a ton of, um, you know, they now have a ton of inventory on hand, and they're complaining that they got too many inventory on hand. So, um, you know, I don't know. But it has had an immediate impact and immediate effect, which I think is so incredibly interesting. Because a lot of people are like, oh, that's not going to make a difference. It has made a difference almost immediately. Anywho, honey, chill. Y'all have a beautiful day. Be safe on the roadways. Please take your time. If you got to go into town, if you got to drive Westbury Road, East End, wherever, just slow down. Look out for other people, including cyclists and others who are not driving in a car. All right, folks, until tomorrow morning, be safe. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 